For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. What's up? This is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and you're in the room with Brady Hicks. Joining you guys all once again, it's In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network right here live on VOCNation.com. I'm Brady Hicks, and uh, I, I think we've got a fun show planned for tonight. I, I think we'll have a good bit of fun. Kathy uh, <laughs> uh, Fitz actually not with us. Uh, I didn't know this, guys. Uh, well, you know, we'll get into why Kathy's not here in a second. What's going on, Stro? Stro Maestro, everybody. How you doing, sir? Oh, yeah, great to be here. Uh uh, welcome back, Brady. We missed you. I I missed you guys as well. Uh, but you did you did a great job holding up the fort last week. Uh, it, it reminded me of um, what was that movie where they're all storming the castle and the you know they all got the shields up and all the you know all the listeners are just charging trying to break the perimeter. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. We oh, like riding a bull, the rodeo ride. Yeah, the, cl- uh, the radio clowns and everything. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Uh, also joining us, Ray Bogus. How you doing, sir? Live from the videoless VOC Nation remote studio, I join you guys today to talk all sorts of wonderful, fabulous wrestling things, non-WWE-related things, non-AEW-related things when we get to my topic for the evening. How are we tonight, men? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, you know, so first of all, first things first, so Kathy Fitz, uh, you know, she's been a little sneaky. She's been sneaking around on us. I, I don't know if you guys knew this. Uh, maybe I'm just not as good of a friend as you guys. Uh, Kathy is running for political office. Did you guys know this? No. 
Yeah, in New Jersey. Uh, she's going to be a state senator. No, I, I, that's what I'm going to tell her when she calls in. But uh, no, she's um, <laughs> she's running. She's running for some sort of town council in in her local, so, <laughs> and running unopposed, from what I understand. So she has a good shot. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So anyway, that's, well, you know, uh, that's where Kathy if anybody is could, tonight. Yeah. You know, local if primary. Screw, if anybody could screw that up for her, it's us. <laughs> if that was our demographic, I have no doubt we'd have her out of office by midnight. Gosh, can oh, you imagine us on her campaign trail? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's probably why she didn't tell me. <laughs> she's just she's actually uh, at, she's at some sort of public forum for it right now, disavowing us. <laughs> probably. They, 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 they got her, like, you know, kind of kind of bent over, and they're asking her all these horrible questions about all this uh, illicit content that I put out each and every week that she's a part of, all the all the uh, inappropriate jokes that I make, Ray, that no doubt are going to come back and bite me in the ass someday. Uh, and they're they're grilling her right now, you know? And, and uh, it is what it is, right? Now, what about the – do you think she's getting grilled about the VOC Nation OnlyFans account, which I hope exists? <laughs> I I really want to do one. I <laughs> can have some risque pictures on there. I think it'll be amazing. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. By the way, guys. So I, like I said, I did listen to the show last week. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought you guys did a great job. Uh, there were two things, and I was driving, so I couldn't write them down right. So I'm hoping you can help jog my memory. Uh, but the one question that you posed was uh are there any characters in wrestling today is there is there anybody who you know isn't just themselves going out there right? and, and i come up with a great name i, I did and, and wwe turned around and released them not that long ago but i i'll bring that up in one second uh what was the other what was the other topic do you remember there was kind of a major topic that i wanted to like jump in and like oh i had a perfect example but i was driving and obviously i'm listening to it five days later so it sounds like, and Stro, if I get some of this wrong and you recognize it, help me out. But okay, like our big our big topic that we ended up talking about last week, we talked about how how there aren't characters in wrestling anymore. Right. It's not, and and it was that it was that no one, they're all kind of just the same guy. And that very rarely do you get someone that actually stands out and is interesting and engaging in a way that that fans can become invested in that person. And, you know, kind of – I'll go back to the example I actually tossed out um, during the break last week that sort of got Stro and Kathy and I talking about this. Um, you don't have an Iron Sheik anymore. You know, you don't have an Adrian Adonis anymore. Where's your character? I got one. All I, right. think, I, I thought about it a lot, and I've done. And uh, he even said he's never going to be able to do it again now. Uh, Velveteen Dream was a character. And an amazing, okay. an amazing one. <laughs> okay. And he no, said I, he'll I, never I do it again. That's... <laughs> See that's just the thing they don't they don't give time. 
I'm not saying everybody, but uh, some people don't give time for characters to really truly develop these days. You know? Right, exactly, I mean, exactly, yeah. I mean, that's that's a really good point that we actually didn't even get to last week. Because um, I'll give an example of a guy who I would say could, not yet, because he's only he hasn't been this way for that long. Um, our new Nigerian prince. That's a character. Right. Oh yeah. That's a character. There's something, you, but you know, you he's going to have to have he has to have time to grow into the character. I mean, how long? How long did it take, you know, to establish, you know, Akeem the African Dream as a character instead of just a guy in a dashiki? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of felt like they just kind of did a vignette and then that was him. I, did they really spend a lot of time developing him? But it's not necessarily development time. Like, he just, but they, the character has to exist for time. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. the point that Stro and I are trying to make. Unless, Stro, unless, unless I'm, unless you and I are talking about this from different angles, like it's that it's that characters aren't allowed to exist for enough time. Forget developing; they just, they're not allowed to exist. Well, I can understand that. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah. No, I, I mean, you're you're right about that. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, the one that came to me right away was Velveteen Dream, and uh, he had a decent run, you know, they didn't do enough with him, but he uh, he was definitely a character, and they gave him time, and as recently as like a month ago, he was rumored to be getting called up to the main roster, so, I mean, there was some longevity there, which is probably part of the reason why the fans enjoyed him so much. For sure, the longevity is definitely yeah. part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean like, like, to go back to, to the example that we talked about last week on the show that I just sort of tossed just sort of threw out to the audience really quickly just as a, hey, here's how this might work. You know, I said, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you just have some guy, you know, put a captain's hat and a sea coat on him, bam, you've got a character. But if that, <laughs> if that, if that character is only around once, well, nobody's going to care. The, part of why characters matter is because they're around, and so we begin to care about them simply because they become a fixture. And so, like, you have to you have to do things with the characters. You can't just make them like, and then put them in a shoebox and never use them. Or worse yet, or maybe not All the worse yet. nowadays, I mean, it's, um, like, for example, Brady, you mentioned uh, our current Intercontinental Champion. Uh, where, where was the big celebration in Nigeria? With, with Creed and the, the country celebrating him winning the Intercontinental Championship uh, and having Aziz by his side, you know what I mean? I mean, we, if, if you're going to go in portraying a, a character, you need to go full throttle. I mean, mm-hmm. 110 or nothing at all. And with their production, sure. oh, my God, can you imagine uh, the video package they can make of that? Oh, there's a lot they could have done for sure. And it's kind of lazy writing if you think about it the way they do it. Uh, and another thing that I kind of take issue is with when they when they actually take the time and they get you to invest in somebody and you get all excited and they have them over a period of time just doing great things and the fans get behind them and blah, 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 and then they take them away. No reason. Nothing wrong with them, not hurt. No real reason to be off TV. Bray Wyatt is a perfect example. Um, you know, whether you like him or not, that's a character. 
that's a fun persona that fans, by and large, got behind. And even if you weren't a fan of Bray Wyatt, per se, he was something totally different than everything else that was out there. And now he's just like so many others that you just don't see on TV. It's a shame. It really is a shame. So you Now we have Alexa Bliss doing, doing his thing, basically, now. Yeah, with a doll. With a doll. And I don't mind the doll. Believe me. I, I mean, I listen, I, I think it's stupid. I wish Alexa Bliss would go back to the 2018 Alexa Bliss. I, I would love it, you know, it, just the uh, just the kind of mean girl collecting titles. I was fine with that. I, I thought it was fine. I thought it worked for her. Uh, but I can appreciate that they're trying to do something different here. And everybody that's complaining about the doll, you know, were these people complaining about Papa Shango? And the black stuff coming out. You know, I'm just happy she's off the swing and, and actually throwing some punches and doing something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the dolls doing more than she is, but sure. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so 914-338-1885. So I definitely want to talk about that tonight. You know, we can, because there's a lot of ways we can go expanding this discussion as far as characters and wrestling and stuff like that. There was another thing from your show last week, and I'm sorry, but it is evading me. And I had a definitive answer uh, if it came up tonight. But like I said, I didn't write it down because I was driving, unfortunately. So we'll have to... Uh, Kind of chew that over as well. Uh, I also wanted to talk about ECW A Heat Stroke was this past Saturday. Amazing show. Uh, Mr. Ulala continues to uh, to rule the wrestling world, at least in ECWA. So congratulations to him. Um, Teddy Fine. We all know Teddy Fine. Uh, Teddy actually put the belt up for sale on eBay before he won it, which turned out not to be a good idea. That constitutes fraud, and now... He's on the hook for the person that purchased the belt for fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> so <laughs> that's, uh, that's why you don't put something up for sale before you have it. Although I was fully oh, on board well. with that, I was like, you know, if you can raise fifteen thousand dollars, I mean, uh, go for it, man, <laughs> go for it. That's more important than holding an indie title, I would think. And uh, maybe they'll even give you a new one because you're technically the champion still. Uh, so anyway, well, we can talk about all that tonight. Kathy was there as well. So when she comes on, we'll ask her about it. It's 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask Kathy what she thinks about it as well. 914-338-1885. And, of course, the phone lines, guys, and I notice in the callers are kind of slowly kind of dwindling each and every week to the point where now we have no call. There's no callers on the line right now. So this is a golden opportunity, right? A golden goose to talk to us. Uh, 914-338-1885. I'll put you right on. And uh, no guests tonight, so we, you know, we can definitely take your calls as well. Uh, again, 914-338-1885. Um, I did want to mention this uh, this new WWE announcer. What is it, Jimmy Smith, I think it is, or something like that? Uh, that he was the Bellator guy. I like this guy. You know, I was disappointed. I was disappointed with the release last week of that other announcer. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Tom Phillips. I, or Todd Phillips. I like Todd Phillips a lot. I did. I thought he was very good. Uh, I actually liked him better than Michael Cole. I still do to this day. Um, but unfortunately, something with him wasn't quite right, and, and so they weren't happy with that or whatever. So Todd Phillips is gone. But I like this Jimmy Smith. I, I think he's good. Uh, he came across, even though he didn't have, like, a vast knowledge of everything WWE, uh, he was competent. 
he was. A, I, I like him better than um. The what's his name? Uh, my mind is uh, Stro. You know, Goodfellas. My mind is turning to mush. It's stuff yeah. turning my mind to mush. The mush. Uh, the mush. <laughs> it's mush. Um, the, the football player that that feuded with Adam Cole on SmackDown. Now I hate him. I hate him. Oh, the, now he's commentating. Yeah. Yeah. What is his name? I can't think. The punter. Barely even a football player. He's a punter. I, I, I Listen, So I, I understand he's a bad guy. I understand we're supposed to hate him. Uh, his job basically is to get you to like Michael Cole, which is uh, one of the most difficult jobs in wrestling, I would think. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not even like that. That's a cute. I'm not even kidding about that. You know, I, I just... I I I put Michael Cole near the bottom. I think he's a great producer, and I think he does a great job of getting the best out of young guys. Uh, but I think that his announcing has definitely gone downhill since the Attitude Era. Just my opinion, just mine. But that football player, and I can't think of his name. Uh, I hate him, and I don't hate him because he's a heel stro. I hate him because he's grating. He's annoying. He's um. He's the worst. He's the worst. You know, you know, he had an interaction. Does he have Mike Adamley beat? See, I didn't Ooh. mind Mike Adamley as much. I mean, he made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> but at least he was a good guy. At least he was entertaining, yeah. Yeah. I liked when he was the general manager and he had a clipboard because he couldn't remember his announcements. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, that yeah. was great. No, but this guy's horrible. Sparky, what's up? Uh, so, anyway... <laughs> So anyway, uh, what is this guy's name? So I got to think Adam Cole, and then I can usually think of his name. I uh, whatever. I, so I apologize, guys. I, I know I sound like an idiot, um, but he's awful. You know, he had an interaction because uh, I guess he was on the desk screaming or something, making like this really annoying noise on Friday night. I didn't see SmackDown yeah. yet, uh, but Bill Asher actually tweeted him, and he's like. Pat McAfee, thank you. So Pat, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, or or McAfee, if he's uh yeah. So anyway, he's um he's standing on the desk and he's doing his screeching, whatever annoying noise. Um, which again, I don't know what Vince sees in this guy. I don't understand it. Um, he has me pining for Corey Graves. <laughs> does. And I like Corey Graves. Oh, bless, bless your heart. Yeah, I like Corey Graves. Uh, but Pat McAfee, man, so he's on top of the desk, he's screeching, he's making noises right, and uh, Bill After tweets him, and he's like, hey, Pat, like, you know, you can tone it down a little or something. Bill After says something like that on Twitter. McAfee, McAfee responds to Bill After, the U.S. Oh. Yep. With all due respect, Bill, F off. Only he didn't say F. <laughs> you believe that? You believe wow. that? Wow. And then he got after recording 10-minute segments going off on him, how it was <laughs> totally unnecessary to say the F word. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised he did it, being with WWE and everything. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, he was Bill. That says a lot. <laughs> Listen, even if you don't like Bill, you love him because he's who he right. is. You know? <laughs> With all due respect, oh, Bill, F off. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what he said. Uh, 914-338-1885. So I'm trying to see. So, yeah, anyway, Jimmy Smith, I like him. I, I thought he did a really good job 
Ray, and uh, I, I'm happy with him. I mean, by and large, uh, I <laughs> if I'm Byron Saxton, you know, I'm getting a little nervous because he's the last one left from that announced team they had like a month ago. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's okay, right? He's just it's he's okay. just sitting around like he's sitting he's just sitting around hoping that he can like fly under the radar. <laughs> I guarantee you, he's hiding out in the kennel room right now. <laughs> Probably, probably. You know, I also wanted to talk about the Bret Hart documentary on a and I mean, we've been talking about most of these documentaries as they come along. and I, I mean, it's pretty well documented that I'm not the biggest Bret Hart fan. And that makes a lot of it is tongue-in-cheek. No. A lot of it is, I, I want to generate discussion. I want to get people kind of, you know, but it's still... And Stro, I know I'm not a wrestler, so maybe that's where maybe that's where the disconnect comes from. But for me, how can you complain about getting screwed in Montreal? As if to say, when he submitted any when he submitted Ric Flair, like Ric Flair really submitted, but Bret Hart didn't. Like, how can you complain about that? I don't understand it. To me, it's the biggest work ever. It is. There's no way that a rational human being could be upset at that. Just me, Stro. Yeah. Now, I, I wonder why Bret Hart won't come on the show. Well, yeah, it, 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 it's a situation that perplexes us all. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, to me, I think the obvious reason is because uh, <laughs> because it's not real. There's no way that they had a documentary film crew there to document the entire thing, to record the conversation between Brett and, and Vince, and uh, and the entire thing the way it went down. I just you, I, you don't Brett, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think his ex-wife. He's talking to Hunter and Sean. It's like, did you guys have anything to do with it? And they're they're <laughs> like, we had nothing to do with it. We swear. <laughs> right. See that part? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and you saw Vince coming out of the room like this. Yep. And, yep. But my wow. thing is, like, Brett had as much to do with it as they do. They just, they just, they're just really gonna just drill down. That's my opinion. I remember one time being at this like luncheon thing. It was a bunch of us sitting around like later like round tables, right? And it was like, it was like a convention or something. So I'm at a table, and uh, at my table is Steve Carino, and he's sitting there, and kind of behind him is Brett Hart, and he was talking about something. In ECW, and he says he, he just puts his hands behind his head, Stro, and he goes like, yep. He's like, that was the second greatest work after Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I Vince, it was great. whether it's deliberate or not, mm-hmm. Vince, if you think about it, Vince made the perfect out for him and yeah. for WCW, WCW to capitalize, and it's still, man... I, I still wish the company did him more justice than they did. I That's know. my opinion. I, I agree. That I agree with, 100%. Uh, I look at, like, the Montreal Screwjob, and it set everybody up to be better. Now, everybody mm-hmm. didn't turn out better. Obviously, Sean got hurt two months later, and, like, he wasn't able to really go for a number of years, really, until he was pretty much past that point, you know. Brett went to WCW and floundered, uh, but he went to WCW with a multi-million dollar contract. It wasn't Vince's fault that they wow. didn't do anything right by him, you know. Not his fault. Uh, and 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 Vince, my you gotta God. got the exchange rate. 
Yeah. <laughs> Vince got to be on the cover of his own magazine, which his dad never wanted a non-wrestler to be. It's and that and that is the thing. I gotta tell you guys, I did not watch it, and I've watched a okay. lot of the others, but I just I didn't watch it, and um, because I think I, I've I've usually taken a back seat on these discussions because it's just not an era of wrestling that I enjoy as much. I like the '80s, and I like some of the later Attitude Era stuff, and into the early 2000s. But there's like this break in the '90s um, where where Bret Hart kind of came to prominence. But I just, if I'm gonna sit down and like watch old matches and stuff, I just it's just not an era that I particularly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I haven't watched. I, I didn't watch the Bret Hart one, and I'm not going to. And this is nothing against Bret Hart personally. I don't know the man. I just, I just don't find him interesting. I just don't. He's I was getting just queued up. It took a second. Okay, sorry. You kids are rotten. <laughs> yeah, those are horrible kids. I. I just don't darn straight. Um, I just he's just not <laughs> compelling. Like he's he's a talent like he's a talented worker. He he was serviceable. I, I I wouldn't exactly call him one of the more engaging talkers, but he was serviceable. You know just like think about it. If you if you say, you know, pick five of these. If you say pick five of these documentaries that they've done, or mm-hmm. that they're going to do, or you say pick five wrestlers that you want to see a truly in depth documentary on, is Bret Hart really going to be one of those five? No. What? Not what for other me. than Montreal? Well, a lot of yeah, people think, would. But, but for what other? And I guess this is kind of where, where I lose the, where I lose these people. What other than rehashing Montreal for the eight, eighteen billionth time are you going to talk about on that? I mean, I listen. I agree. I agree. And in terms of the documentaries that they've had, this has probably been the least compelling for me. Uh, if for no other reason than because I think the Montreal Screwjob has been rehashed to death. And most of the time when they present arguments about how unfair it was to Brett, I just sit there and think, well, that's stupid. That's dumb. That's how I am with most of it. My thing with Brett is, um, and again, I don't know the guy personally. I met him just a handful of times. Um, he's always been nice, and I don't have a problem with him personally. Uh, but his in-ring persona just drove me batty. I thought he was whiny. I thought he complained all the time. Um, I thought he was uh, self-serving and self-aggrandizing. Um, and, and I say that because uh, everything was always about no, him. Really feel Brady. I, I, I'm just saying. you know. And some people could say, well, yeah, but that was Shawn Michaels too. But that wasn't Shawn Michaels the performer. That was Shawn Michaels the person, sure. I, I don't know. The, the, the whole Bret Hart thing... Um, see, it's tough for me because I look at him 
And I think he was very ungrateful to Vince McMahon, at least in terms of letting this Montreal screw job play out. And in my opinion, it was an angle. Um, and I wish this kind of stuff was getting coverage because I'm sure all kinds of people will be writing about everything that I'm saying irate right now. Uh, again, 914-338-1885 if anyone wants to call in. I would love it. Uh, engage this discussion. Uh, but for me, Jimoff is very ungrateful for everything that he was given in WWE. I think he was an above-average technical wrestler. I think he was. Uh, I think he was slightly charismatic. I think he was good. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he was bad. Okay. Um, but what's the difference between Bret Hart and Dean Malenko, other than a push? In my opinion, nothing. I don't think Dean Malenko didn't have one thing that Bret Hart had. Reminds me when uh, I mean, I'm there with you. All the Nash were talking, and all uh, the Nash. I mean, actually, no. Nash went to Hall and said, "Yeah, isn't that right?" And Hall looks at him and says, "Hey, yo, I'm not burning any bridges." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I understand why you're being quiet, Stro. I I realize that at 43 years old with no television experience, the the height of my career probably being either calling a Super 8 or hosting the Ring of Honor press conferences, I'm probably never going to WWE. So none of this matters as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Not that, like, I think an opinion would be something to keep me out of there. But, uh, I I mean, I've just kind of made peace with that. Uh, but, you know, it just it just bugs me, you know. There's like this self-entitlement. Like, he deserved this. It, he, he deserved better. The guy was a champion, and he didn't want to lose a title. That's the way the angle went, right? So they said he submitted in a match that he didn't submit. Again, Ric Flair didn't submit when Bret Hart won the title, did he? Maybe he did. Maybe Brett goes around tapping everybody out to win titles. I don't know. I'm assuming he didn't. I'm assuming that they had that planned ahead of time. Well, I'm, I'm like you. I've heard all different sides of the story, but yeah. You know, at, at, the, at the same token, I'm hearing people talk about what going down, and they weren't even there. And so I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. So I, I really can't say anything because I wasn't there when it happened when it went down. Sure. But you know what I mean. So. I don't think it'd be really fair for me to say, well, point the finger at this and that. I just... Yeah. And, and and I hope I'm not coming off like I'm pointing the finger. Maybe I am. Uh, I'm just giving you my opinion how it strikes me. It, you know, it, to me, if it looks like fish and it smells like fish, this is what I used to say in college. <laughs> if it looks like fish, it smells like fish and it tastes like fish, it's probably fish. You know, it's probably yeah. not chicken. It, if it looks, smells, I and tastes like chicken, fish. chicken, Brady. Wow. <laughs> That's what she tried to tell me in college, Ray. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, uh, no, I, I think um, what I want to do right now is uh, let's take a real quick commercial break. We're going to kind of uh, line up our ducks, get our ducks in a row, I guess you'd say. And I have a really cool topic. And I think, Ray, I'm sure you have something. Uh, you had mentioned something that might even be kind of non-wrestling. So we'll definitely do that as well, and hopefully we'll get some callers. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's In the Room of the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be right back. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255". 
And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. If you lose, as I always understood, and once you the title could only be lost by tenor or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation, that night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com. 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. And the phone lines right now are wide open. I think this is a, a first where we're an hour into the show almost, and we haven't had a single caller. Uh, like I said, I'd uh, love to get you guys on. Uh, if I'm pandering too much, I don't know. But I, I, I definitely I like the callers, right? I know you're a huge fan as well. 914-338-1885. Uh, to, uh, to to talk with all you beautiful mutants here tonight. I love each and every one of you smelly, disgusting people. I am only playing, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about We love our callers. <laughs> as, the, as the circus horn plays in the background, you know. Uh, <laughs> Before we jump into the uh, the meat of it, uh, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, this Thursday night, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WCW Retro on VOCNation.com. Uh, the topic of discussion will be the career of Roddy Roddy Piper. So, nice. So, uh, please bring your Piper A game this Thursday night. That'll, and, uh, uh, that'll put asses <laughs> in the seats. Uh, that, that'll get Malcolm there. <laughs> and then Friday night, the midnight Eastern Standard Time, my hard sci-fi show returns. The Stro Zone on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stro the Maestro. And the feature for this Friday night will be wrestling legend El Santo taking on zombies in Santo versus Los Zombies. Nice! Okay, I've heard about that. I've never seen it. That'd be yeah. fun. I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. 
I used to date a zombie in college, actually. She she was a uh, flesh eater, Ray. It was bad. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh <laughs> so, so the releases last week. I, I wanna talk about the releases real quick. I, um and this all kinda came out after uh after we went off the air last week and I wasn't here anyway. But uh, I mean all these names, you know. And it's just such a shame. Um I look at it as a real failure on WWE's part, I do. Uh because I, I, I think that each and every one of them had potential uh to do so much more than they were doing anyway. And I can understand a cost cutting measure as much as the next guy. I get that. But I also don't see the uh the frivolous need to eliminate a couple million dollars in spending when you're pulling in billions of dollars from different contracts. Billions. Gazillions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's where I am with that. Uh, Braun Strowman, I would assume, uh, virtually a lock to go to AEW. I think if he's smart, he would probably go to, like, New Japan and just be like, kind of bring back the monsters of, like, you know, the Far East. You know, I I just think it would be an amazing thing watching Braun do his thing in in Japan. Um, Mm -hmm. But he'll probably go to AEW. And he'll probably feud with all their big guys and beat all them and then switch over to part-time and before you know it, he'll be a coach like everybody else there. <laughs> Who are these students? They've got like 18 coaches. That was know. something we talked about. That was our other thing we talked about last week. What? What? I'm trying to remember. About. We talked about who... Um, we talked about who. I wonder if that's the, who the hell who the hell are they bringing in all these people to coach and advise? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that wasn't what I had to comment on, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, dang, I thought I really not. figured that one out. Yeah, no, that would have been good. That would have been really good. Um, trying to think. Yeah, so like. Braun Strowman, obviously, I think it's the one that most people are surprised at. I, I was a little surprised, but then by the same token, he had kind of run the, the gamut in WWE. You know, he feuded with everybody. Now, what else was there for Braun Strowman to do at that point? Um, I felt like it kind of jumped the shark a little when they started playing a train sound every time he ran around the ring and hit somebody. And obviously, they thought it was stupid because they only did it for like two weeks, and then they stopped. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, I don't know, like, as far as Braun Strowman is concerned, um, I'm surprised, but I guess I'm not shocked. Uh, somebody like Alistair Black, not surprised, not shocked. Um, I never really thought he had a whole lot. I never understood when everybody made such a big deal out of him. Uh, I understand he was very creative. Like, I was reading the thing, Stro, he was talking about, like, his plan. If you remember, he was going to feud with Buddy Murphy. That plan got dropped. The plan was he was going to go after Buddy Murphy, and he was going to go after Seth Rollins, who helped make Buddy Murphy. Then he was going to go after Vince McMahon, who made all of WWE, and that was going to be the father that he was referencing in his promos, was Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Of course, Vince wow. is 75 years old, but still, it's an interesting idea. 
Hmm. You know. And the one that I think people are most surprised by, at least from everything I'm reading and certainly the reaction of people online and the wrestlers online too, is uh, Ruby Riot. I thought for sure yeah. when she came up, she would be a women's champion. Me too. Not even a tag title. You know? And that Riot Squad was like, when they came in, they were amazing. Like, I, I don't understand. Well, first of all, I mean, I'm not surprised that Liv Morgan is the last one standing. I, I'm not surprised about that. But there's just so much that they could have done, either singles or as a unit. I think it's a shame. I do. It's lost potential. It Buddy Murphy's another one. Lost potential to me. Um, you know, he was he was the talk of the town last summer when he was doing the stuff with the Mysterios and, you know, they had him kind of hooking up with Aaliyah on the side and, and you yeah. know, he was feuding with Seth. And uh, I don't know. He just, he's to me like somebody, Ray. You know, we always talk about all they need is a personality. Buddy had a personality that they never really let him show. And if they let him show the personality, I think I think he would have been fine. Well, I think you can just give that post mortem. I think you can give that post mortem for a lot of these guys. Um, the Ruby Riot yeah. one actually doesn't shock me as much, just because it was pretty obvious. Whatever momentum that the Riot Squad had, and I was a little cooler on them than you guys. Whatever, it was pretty obvious that the company had no idea what to do with them. And frankly, mm-hmm. I am actually surprised that they hung around as long as they did, and I think that's a testament to their talent and to her talent, because like it was obvious almost from the get-go that they really did not know what to do with this and that it wasn't going to pan out. At least I thought it was obvious that they had no clue what to do. Um, sure. As? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I oh, mean, I was going to switch to Braun Strowman. In a different direction. Uh, okay, well then, real quick, let me just say, um, I felt like the Riot Squad thing kind of had two lives in a way. Uh, when the three of them came in, I thought they were starting to do a lot with them. It felt like they had a lot of momentum. And then at some point along the way, they split them up. And I felt like that was when they gave up on them. They they put Liv on SmackDown. She did nothing for almost a year. Uh, the other two kind of floundered on Raw, didn't do much of anything. Sarah Logan gets released. They bring, they bring Liv back to Raw. And immediately almost they have her feuding with Ruby Riot. Liv Morgan definitively wins that feud. So now at this point, I think they've all but given up on the idea of the Riot Squad, or especially Ruby Riot, just because of the fact that she just lost to her sidekick a bunch of times, you know? And then after that, after all that feuding, they put them back together. They put them back together, and now you're supposed to perceive them as equals after Liv just dominated her in a feud. The whole thing just came off to me as, like, just very insincere, and I think from that point on, it didn't matter what she did. Ruby Riot was done. No, I mean, I think that's a so fair you're saying about, I yeah. do. Yeah. I do. And then as for Braun Strowman, I really, I mean, I think you're right. I think he's a lot to go to AEW, and I think that that would be really stupid because mm-hmm. right now, the at least to me, 
the best thing for Braun Strowman is to be off American television for a while. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think that his career could get a lot of... I think his career could get a lot of really good, positive moments and good, positive momentum. If he went to New Japan, I really think that's the place for him. I think that... Me too. New Japan... Yeah, and I think New Japan has made it obvious that uh, just from the way that they have handled, you know, you know, big guys over the years, I think they they know how to use him, and I don't think he will be wasted, and I think that he will be able to grow, especially because part of the problem that that at least to me that I saw with his career is that is that he wasn't growing, not since twenty eighteen. Yeah, he, you know, he he was he was a big strong guy with a beard a couple of years ago who didn't really have didn't really have, you know, the presence in the title picture that he should. Mm-hmm. And then before he was released, he was a big strong guy with a beard who really didn't have the presence in the title picture that he should. Like there wasn't, there just wasn't a lot of development. There wasn't a lot of growth, and I think that he could get a lot of that by going to New Japan. And when he's done in New Japan, either when they say, you know, we really don't have much left for you, or when he decides that he just doesn't want to be there anymore, I think that there would be a lot of upside to him returning to WWE, where he would probably get a very nice contract, and they would probably have something for him to do, something meaningful for him to do. I think if he goes to AEW, I think. You know what he's doing? He's he's going to do the same thing that he did before, and he's not going to grow, but he's going to do it for less money, is what he's going to do. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, and the thing, you know, there's something definitely to be said for uh, out of sight, out of mind, you know? Braun Strowman goes away, disappears from, like, the largely uh, most American fans aren't seeing him in New Japan, and certainly those that are, aren't actively seeing him, they're just aware that he's there. Um, so I, I think that uh, I think that there's something to that. I really do. Um, and we definitely can talk about all this more. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. But right now, guys, I have a very special treat. Uh, fresh off the campaign trail, <laughs> Kathy Fitz. What's going on? Our, our new state senator for the state of New Jersey. What, what's going it's on, not- Kathy? It's not state senate. It's just county committee. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, I assume congratulations are in order. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Kathy, have you been have you been elected governor of New Jersey yet? <laughs> I definitely don't want that job. No. Okay. <laughs> you know, because uh, the, the New Jersey governor is an idiot, so obviously it's not Kathy. <laughs> Something about that desk just makes you stupid. Oh. True. <laughs> I knew you were going to play that. Congratulations, music. Kathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I'm going to play for you from now, and I'm saluting you. You can't even see it. Yeah. <laughs> now that the president of the club will be going on council, <clears throat> I become president of the club. Okay. President. See, like, Brady. Uh, El Presidente. <laughs> El Presidente. Oh. 
I think we need to get you know, we need you know, to get Kathy like the like the full Generalissimo costume and a giant cigar, and that needs to be like her new picture on things. Oh my Kathy, god! You know what you stop. need to do, Kathy. You you need to show up at your first meeting dressed like King, dressed like uh, just like Cobra Commander, right? And go in there and declare yourself to be president for life. Oh my god! You need a big sash that says president. Nope. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys are horrible. You know, like yeah. you know, like Hillary Clinton has the one that says Nacho Presidente. We need one that says yes. El Presidente. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting at the oh, meeting, God. and I'm like, they're like, we have to vote on something else, and I'm like, look, guys, we gotta go. I'm surprised that you could win being affiliated with this podcast. Did it come up at all? Did anybody do any mud raking? No, not not for me. But in a they had no years, idea when they do have me. When they when they do have yeah. me run for council in a couple of years, I got to be careful. <laughs> that's that's when all my comments will come back to bite us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that that that's great though, Kathy. Congratulations! And uh, we were talking about heat stroke earlier. What what do you think about heat stroke? I I, I I gotta say first off, I feel like Mr. Ulala has never been more popular. That the reaction that guy got is amazing. Oh yeah. It was good. He turned his down. He turned out he was a gal. He um he was you know, he was so up on his game, he was great. And yeah. the kids, you know, um all the young kids from the POAC with all their um they love them. problems and everything. They love him. And yeah. he's there, he's signing autographs, taking pictures. I mean, just like everybody else on the on the card, uh, card was. But still, they it all... It reminded me. Yeah. Like, it got back to me, like, if you remember back in the day with ECWA with Jim Kettner, like, it was always, you know, the, the, the special, the, uh, I forget what charities it was, but it was always, like, the special needs people was, like, the entire front row for Jim exactly. Kettner, you know? And it was always, like, a thing for them. You would always reserve it for them. And, like, this was the first time it felt like that in a long time. Yes. You know? Like, we can have, like, fans that complain about everything all the time. That's fine. But make some room for these kids, too. Like, Bill exactly. Wilson split over, and there was plenty of room for everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was a very good show, though. I, I was happy with it. I was happy with it. Uh, by the way, uh, did you guys see, uh, we were talking about the releases and stuff. So Mickey James has signed with NWA. This was my topic. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is my, <laughs> no, I'm excited. This is the reason to be sorry. It's like, okay. Oh, my God. We'll get into it. Now, oh my God. I'll save mine. We'll do mine after yours. Go ahead. So I was I was going to bring up that, that she she signed with NWA and they've greenlit her to produce an all women's pay per view. Oh, I did not know that. And to and to me that sounds exciting until I wonder who are they going to get to go on it? <laughs> Probably the AEW and Impact roster. See, that is not exciting to me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So they, I mean, they have a couple women, right? I, I okay. I mean, they have uh, 
if um not Rosita, what what's her name? That that the the Day of the Dead lady. With the face on half her with the thing on half her face. And like they have Serena Deeb and and they have um Camilla won the title, right? Serena Serena so there's Deeb three right there. I think so. And then she just lost the title. Yeah. I mean you got Serena Deeb, um maybe you can pull mischief out of Saint Louis for a show. Is is Katie Lee still going? I don't know. What what's that, Kevin? Susan or Susie or whatever they're calling her now. Oh, Sue Young. Yeah. Rich is she um she's impact, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll be interesting. It'll but be interesting. Be, if, if they can if they can get some decent names, that that's going to be so cool. But I, I just wonder who they're going to be able to get. You know, if WWE was smart, they would let their NXT women do it. That would actually be very smart. Yeah, and it would be good for both sides. Unlike the AEW Impact arrangement, which really does not seem to be benefiting anybody. Well, you know, it gives Don Callis a belt to hold. That's cool. Did you hear about the interview for him. on uh, Jericho's podcast with uh, Billy Corgan where he talks about how the WWE was thinking about buying NWA at one time, but then they thought it wasn't worth their time and I mean, fight against it? I didn't hear that. They wanted to buy it from him. Well, that's what so according like to Billy Corgan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hadn't heard that, but I believe it. It makes sense. I mean, and from no, I, was, WWE, I was just reading up about it. Yeah. From WWE's perspective, I don't see what they would really gain from buying the NWA. Unless they just want a larger roster of, like, talent that they can't manage. I could I could see an arrangement where NWA was on the WWE network. Like to me, that would have made sense. I still think that but would have been the best choice for Impact back in the day when they were looking. They're for still trying to get their network together with the the crossover, the Peacock. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a mess. Ray, you know who we could? You know, I I just thought of somebody. I thought of somebody we can add to this NWA women's show. All right. She's a tremendous heel. A tremendous heel. Out of Arkansas? Are you familiar? Is it Granny? What's going on, Granny? How you doing? <laughs> granny Holster, everybody. Hello, Brady. <laughs> and Brady, I am back? not healed. <laughs> Hello, I am not healed, Brady. <laughs> Go away. So to you be clear, clear, I'm not healed. Turn heel, though. No, I'm clear. not. She'll, she'll turn, she'll turn heel when John Cena turns heel. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear... Let me be clear, guys. My offer, my offer to donate $100 to the charity of Granny's choice if she turns heel still stands. And oh. I will not be that say, far. Granny? I will not be that. I will not be that far from Arkansas at the beginning of July. And I, I could, <laughs> I could even, I could even show up in person. Granny, all you have to do is bend the knee. I'm I'm not turning heel, guys. That would break too many people's hearts. Okay. 
I mean, that's just not my... You know, I appreciate your operation. How about $200? Bless, bless, bless Granny's heart. You know, Ray... You know, you I know, gotta I, say, Lex Luthor said I, he would never I, turn heel. Well, you know, that's them, guys. I'm me, you know? I, I, I am one of a kind Granny Holster. There's not another person out in this world like me, okay? I'm, I'm one of a kind. $300. <laughs> and all you have to do is slap a Oh, oh my. Uh, Ray, you know, I don't, what am I going to do with you, Ray? I don't even know you personally, man. What am I going to do with you, okay? Hello. I just called in I to say hi to Ray because I hadn't talked to him in such a long time, you know? And, <laughs> I called him last week, <laughs> Ray, and you, you weren't on the air, so. I, I listened back busy. to the show. Thank you for calling in. We missed yeah, you. How, well, how I, you doing? I, Things yeah, are good? I, 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 I heard been, your story. I, Oh, about me getting in the ring and helping Malika? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah. described that, that in was. real time. That was like... Tremendous. As you were telling that story, I'm thinking this is about as long as it took when it happened. Well, you know, and and I shouldn't have... I sh- and I know I shouldn't have done it, but I had to. I had to help my friend Malico, okay? Because I was just really fed up with Will all day, running his mouth all night like he was doing, making horrible comments, and just... And him getting the title belt, which he did not deserve. He still doesn't deserve it. And I I just don't know what I'm going to do with that person, like okay? He might deserve no, it. No, he does not. I mean, no, if he has he, it, then he probably he deserves it. He did not. It. Okay. First of all, he should have had to earn that title shot just like anybody else did. And the way they gave it to him was totally, totally, totally wrong. And he did not deserve it. He still doesn't deserve <laughs> it. And he needs to be strict to the title. They need to take it away from him. I'm, yeah, just, I'm not even going to go there, but I just, you know, but I just called in to say hello, to see how everybody's doing. Tonight, really. I missed that. I just called in to see how everybody was doing, you know, I, I've, I've been I'm, very I'm busy good, lately, you know? and... Well, yeah, I mean, we all, we all have, it's, it's been crazy lately, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm happy to say that things are starting to open up here. Well, not in Philadelphia because uh, they are technically still a uh, totalitarian state. Uh, but, you know, to, to leave the city, like, things are, are tremendous everywhere I go. Uh, except $200. And all you have to do is interfere on behalf of the heel. Mm. going to interfere in a match. Number one, I don't have a license course in Arkansas. Of course, in Arkansas, you don't have to have a license to wrestle anymore, okay? You don't have to have a re- right. license to wrestle in Arkansas anymore. All the better. All the better. <laughs> well, like I said, it, the, it, was just, it was just the way the crowd, I mean, because Will Alday was running his mouth so long in that promo that they were doing with the contract signing. They lost the mm-hmm. crowd. The crowd was getting bored. I had to do something about, spontaneous to get about, that crowd back in, and that's what I did. I mean, I said, somebody, when he called out my name asking me to come help him, 
I said, there wasn't even a set of steps up there for me to get up the steps. I mean, one of the wrestler's girlfriends, she helped me get me in the ring. And I grabbed a hold of that one of those crutches that they bashed him with on his back and bent the heck out of that crutch. I'm standing in the ring, and he's grabbing my leg, <laughs> hugging my leg, saying, thank you, Granny, thank you for coming and helping me. And I said, well, Lave, you're nothing but a piece of crap, and I'm shaking that crutch up in the air because him and two other guys decided to beat up on Granny. Calico. You know, it was the three good Granny, ones. Granny, Gr- Granny you're, you're a very savvy businesswoman. Uh, so I'm going to make a different offer. Uh, $10, $10 just to trip somebody when they come out. Just stick out your foot and trip them. Hey, I don't have to trip anybody. I mean, they tripped over to, me. The last, they, well, Max tripped over me the last show. He bumped into my knee and tripped over my, tripped over my lap the last show. Not the last show, but the one before that. Okay. I'm at a loss. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't. I, I I didn't even have to trip. I mean, he tripped over me, and I didn't even do nothing to make him trip. Right, he tripped so over you're me. You're not getting so, your ten bucks, so. and you're too honest. You're too honest. You should have just said he tripped over you, and we would have given you ten bucks. <laughs> all right. Well, a hundred, he, he did right, trip, and then, and then he took, and then he took my tea and splattered on. my green tea all over me. You know. Broke the bottle and splattered oh, green tea everywhere. Ray, how much did you say? Ray, how much did you say? Okay, okay, how about this? $100, and all you have to do, whoever the biggest heel is, all you have to do is get in the ring and give him a crown. Just accept him, him as you... You just have to accept him as... See, the kids want you it. You decide with the heel. Yeah, just... <laughs> just Coronate the deal and give him your endorsement. I'll match it if he kisses cheek. Two hundred. Ray Bogus, have you been talking to my son? Because he's this sounds like a conversation that I had with my son. That he's saying that Will All Day is my king and my champion. He's not. He is not my king. He is not my champion. I am not his queen. I will never be his queen. Long live the king. You know. You know. This is funny, Granny, because Pat. Kathy Fitz would turn on somebody for a lunch. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Am I right, Kathy? Heartbeat, dude. Yeah, a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, Kathy would trip anybody you want. <laughs> oh, hail the queen. I'm glad uh, everybody... I'll trip Brady next time he tries to get in the ring. Well, I don't. I don't uh, plan on getting. I don't plan on getting in another wrestling ring anytime soon because I knew I shouldn't have done that to begin with. But Malico was asking for my help, so I had to go help my friend. I had to go help Malico, and I was so pissed off at Will all day. Just I, I did it on. I did it spontaneously to get the crowd back, and when I did that. The crowd was just like, Granny, Granny. I mean, they loved it. And it brought the crowd back, you know, where they were getting so bored from listening to Will Alday run his mouth, you know. And the rest, Malico told the referee that I got a better uh, pop than he did. Well, there you go. Granny, it's been great talking. And I was very, and I'm I was glad very everybody, everybody's in good health, right? Everybody in good health? Yeah, we're, we're all in good health, and we're getting ready to go to 
Cincinnati for our Moose International Convention the end of this month. My husband and my son okay. are coming with right. me because my son so did have, not want me driving so to Cincinnati come in by myself. Yeah, all over How many the United States. It's really just Canada and the U.S., right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all over Russia, the United States, mostly. I mean, we have Wait, some where, people that are coming from Canada right? from the Moose you Lodge. Know? Where mm-hmm. are Moose from? Where do Moose live? Ever, where? Well, Canada, I mean, Maine to Washington, we have, Canada, we have people, and people We have so not Russia. No, not Russia. No, I mean, but we have people come from all over the United. Moose members come from come all over the United States. Russia has bear. Yeah. There goes the vodka. So, like, do you feel safe? When you're, like, at a moose convention, does that feel safe? Well, now, see, last year, Brady, we didn't even get to have our international convention. They canceled oh, not because they they're pretty much. No, no, they canceled the convention because of COVID. They didn't want anybody traveling anywhere. And so we had to do our convention virtually over a computer. I mean, they did not have but, a live convention But moose convention don't have computers. Year. We're, we're talking about computers. people, Brady. Not we're we're talking about <laughs> people. A moose. You said it's a moose convention. Yes, uh, it's a fraternal organization. It's like the Elk Lodge. Oh. Oh. oh, geez, I thought Elk Lodge were really elk. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And as a matter of fact, Brady, this year. This year. Next, you're going to tell me if lots of seagulls isn't birds. No, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, it's a flock of seagulls is birds, but we're talking a fraternal organization, okay? We're here, And we became, we became, our our fraternal organization became what the one moose this year, where all the lodges and chapters are now joined together fraternally in one lodge. They lock horns. I mean, they, they, still ha- they still have the chapter members. They still have the chapter members. But okay. the lodge is basically, our organization is now joined in one fraternal unit. So you have men okay. and women that are part of the Moose oh. Lodges all okay. over the United Fantastic. States. Do you understand all that, Kathy? Because she lost me when I thought they were animals. Yes, Brady. It's a, it, it's Nick, okay? Get your mind out of the gutter. They're not animals. Not Kathy, you got to forgive Brady. He hasn't been able to that pick on me for such a no. long time. He hasn't been able to pick on me for such a long time. He's forgotten what it's like to talk to me. Oh, I, I don't mean to pick on you, Grant. I know you don't, Brady. I know you don't. But no, but seriously, we are. And my husband didn't want me driving ten and a half hours by myself, so him and my son are going with me. So we're going to make a family vacation out of it. Members. Oh, okay. We all are. Now, when you go on a road trip like that, do you bring moose munch? We don't have moose munch. (laughs) (laughs) You bring moose munch with you. Brady, we bring, bring food with us. I mean, we bring food with us. <laughs> the moose says a lot. 
Greeny, you're associated with Moose Heart, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Moose Heart is what? Okay, Brady, in Chicago, okay, Chicago, Illinois, or, or near oh, Chicago, Chicago, we have a school right. called Moose Heart City Child and School. We have a senior facility in Florida called Moose Haven. What our organization does, we help Moose Heart and Moose Haven. We help these kids. We help these seniors. Let's say you have a child and right. something's happened to their parents or they don't have family left. They can go to okay. Moose Heart and live with house parents and go to school. As a matter of fact, they just had their graduation at Moose Heart, June 5th. They just had, okay, like they just had parents, their graduation, kind of. and they had like 21 or 22 seniors graduate from Moose Heart. Moose okay, Haven, so grand the awesome. seniors, these seniors we have <laughs> down there, yeah. uh, they, they live there. When, when you've been a member of the organization for 15 consecutive years, you can retire, yeah. which I I'm am. Which I am a 15-year member. If I wanted to, hang out with Dudley Do Right. Take my husband, and we could move to Moose Haven and live in Moose Haven, and not have to pay any more bills because our organization would help us. Would help pay okay. for, and that's just for our 15 years. I would do that. So well, yeah, but I'm not going I'm to do it right now because I have my son that still lives here in Springdale, and I don't want to. Move too far away from me. Okay. Okay. So here's the, I'm actually I'm actually from just outside Chicago, um, so I'm actually very familiar with uh, with this work. Um, how big of a donation check do I need to cut for <laughs> for you to help screw the face out of his title? He doesn't have the title right now. <laughs> Will all day stole it from me. Okay, so if he gets a rematch, like I'm gonna need, how much of a donation do I need to cut to get you to interfere to prevent him from winning it back? Ray, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna screw my friend over. I'm sorry, I appreciate the donation, okay, but I'm not gonna screw my friend over. Oh no, if you if you don't choose to screw your friend over, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, ma'am. I I know that, I know that, but I'm not going to my friend over, you know? You cannot, you cannot buy me out, right? You cannot Why buy they... out my loyalty to to Malico. You can't buy my loyalty See, I'm just out. To, I'm just trying to tempt you with things, which is what I have to told people are. like to be I know you with. are. I'm, I know you, you know, are, like and I'm not going to try. I, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to sell my, sell my soul to the devil, Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to screw my friend Malico out to try to get his title belt. He's not going to sell a soul to the devil, baby. I'm not. No, but but seriously, Moose Heart and Moose Moose Haven are very good organizations that we help out along what we do for community service in our local lodges and chapters. They also have the uh, the bare knuckle fighting, uh, the mooses, the called the Moose Knuckles, they, they fight each other. Yeah. No, we don't have anything like that. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, Granny, uh, I'm glad everything is good, and it was great to talk to you. 
great to talk to you all too. Y'all have a good evening and just take care of yourselves. We are, we are. I, I, please don't wait so long, Manny. We really missed you. We really missed you. I know. <laughs> I know you didn't miss me, but. <laughs> Brady, that's not true. Uh, yes, it is, Granny. Don't right. lie. <laughs> I started right away with Kathy? the news. How's your kid? How's your baby kittens doing? Um, five went to their home. Uh, one unfortunately has been pretty sick. I take it to the vet today. Oh, I'm she's sorry to hear that. She, she's doing good. She's eating now and drinking, so that's the best thing. Um, but thank you, Granny, for asking. I really appreciate that. Hey, Stro, did you see the picture of my hey. new fur baby that I have? Oh, it's gorgeous, yeah. What do you got, he's a German she- he His name is Rex, and he's German Shepherd and Great Pyrenees. He's a year old. Because we don't know how much okay. longer oh. we're going to have our Basset Hound. Our Basset Hound's 16 years old, and... And Maggie, yeah. she's not. That's we had to take her to the vet the other day because she was limping really bad. She had a really bad case of arthritis in her one leg and her one paw, but she's doing better. Sounds like me. We got um, the other day just to have, and he's he's a really good dog. He he's really oh, he's rats. really good to have around. I think um, you got rats. I got you. No, Rex is the dog thing. You got rats. rats. I got no. you. No. Okay. <laughs> I was like that. Not, not, not like Willard, the rat. Yeah, that's not nice. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> rat is too. I don't you know? like rats, Brady. Okay, I don't like rats. Me neither. I don't even like mice. So you don't even like Rat Boy. Well, I haven't even <laughs> talked to Rat Boy in a long time. So yeah, there's no transition there. He didn't call in. Uh. <laughs> uh. All right, Granny. Well, it was great to talk to you. Great to talk to you all, too. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you, Granny. Bye. <laughs> she hates me, Cassie. You can just tell. <laughs> I'm only kidding. She doesn't hate me. You guys are so wrong. You're so, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. I'm just trying, to, just trying to make it fun. You want to talk about the real heel. The real heel is Granny. You realize she passed up like a thousand dollars worth of money for cancer kids? <laughs> yeah. I'll text somebody out. What? I ain't proud. Just because she won't do a little punching. <laughs> Wait, I ain't proud. I'll text somebody out. I know, but I have, but like, I, I can't. <laughs> Kathy, you're number one. You're willing to, and number two, I don't have to tempt you with things. What I see, what I wanted to do for me, the joy is in the corruption of Granny's status as a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying uh, I'm corrupt, Ray? Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a politician. You're a politician. Yeah, yeah, a New Jersey politician <laughs> at that. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be burying people in the swamp soon. I can't wait for your acceptance speech, Kathy. What was that, Phil? <laughs> I can't wait for your acceptance speech. <laughs> I did not sleep with that young intern. Uh, oh, what's up? Oh, nice. As a matter of fact, oh, what's up? Oh, nice. By the way, uh, 
By the way, Joel Embiid, because uh, he did that crotch chop during the playoffs last week. So, yeah. so on Monday night, and the Sixers have this tradition where they ring the bell. You know that they have the, li- the, the fake Liberty Bell, and the, they get a celebrity every week to uh, every game to uh, to come along with the hammer and ring the bell to start the game. Well, this week they yeah. had Triple H ring it. No. Because cause Joel Embiid, yeah, was on Sunday. Because Joel Embiid, like, when he had, like, crotch the one thing last week, it went viral. Yeah, he <laughs> laid on his back and he started doing the crotch yeah. shot. Like, like Sean ah. Michael with China standing over him, you know? Ah, it was ah, great. Ah. It was great. I'm sure the NBA didn't love it, but the Sixers certainly did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the Sixers are a mess. I, I got to say, Kathy, uh, the Sixers are a mess. Um, did you hear about the tampering thing? Before we get into wrestling, I just got to mention this. No! <laughs> this is so stupid. Right, you're going to laugh at this. So, <laughs> so the Sixers have, uh, have, um, Seth Curry. Not Seth Curry. They have his younger brother, younger, less talented brother, Seth Curry. And Seth is, I mean, he's good. You know, he led the Sixers in scoring last game. Uh, he's, he's a good player. <laughs> So, so Steph Curry tweets a picture of his brother saying, you know, congratulations, moving on to the next round. Uh, so happy for you. Looks like things are really working out in Philly. Right? Nice tweet, right? Okay. For his brother. Yeah. The general manager of the Sixers tweets out, join him, LOL. So he, so he got hit with a $75,000 tampering fine. <laughs> Oh my, oh my God! God. Suggesting that he joined the Sixers. Oh wow! <laughs> and the Sixers got fined as well for it. It's stupid. It's so, but it's so dumb. Uh, like, I would have known that. How could he not know that? The NBA is that seriously. But the NFL does the same thing though. Like they asked Andy Reid to compare like Patrick Mahomes to like Donovan McNabb, and Andy Reid's like, I can't do that. I'll get in trouble. It, it, the whole thing is stupid. Well, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, Brady, <clears throat> Brian was suspended from the NFL um, for doing anything with the NFL, like um, producing-wise or anything, because he made mm-hmm. a comment <clears throat> that if um, it was, we were getting ready, Eagle, uh, Eagles were getting ready to play Dallas, and he made a comment mm-hmm. about someone should put a, uh, uh, a hit out on so-and-so. Oh, okay. On the Cowboys. And Brian was suspended like for the rest a, of the year. Like from down the NFL. Gate, That's yeah. what happened in New Orleans that time. Yeah. Yeah. He was suspended from the NFL because of making that comment. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. He would have gotten less of a suspension if he just went out and did it. And then Jerry Jones even said it was outrageous. He shouldn't have gotten suspended. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There are bounties all the time in sports. They just, you know, they're not always ten thousand dollars in a briefcase, but they're they're usually bounties, and 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 uh, they just don't speak about them like that. You know, it's just not a a thing that we that we talk about. It's just, you know. So anyway, anyway, um, I I wanted to mention. Um, so my topic for this week. And uh, it was definitely something that was of interest to me. And I, I want to get your thoughts as well. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So my topic this week was: When did wrestling jump the shark for you? 
And you guys all know what jump the shark means, right? It comes from that famous Happy Days episode where the Fonz is jet skiing and he actually uh, jumps over a shark. But not jet skiing, he's um, water skiing. Water skiing. He, he, he goes over a shark. And everyone was like, that's so ridiculous. This show has jumped the shark. And it's become something. That, so at what point has wrestling jumped the shark for you? Now, that could be that moment when you realized that it's all predetermined, that it's all scripted, whatever the case may be. Or it could be something that was, like, so outrageously obvious, okay? Like for me, for example, wrestling jumped the shark for me when I learned about the dirt sheets in the early 90s, you know. And I didn't even read them, but just, like, hearing the rumors and stuff like that, you know. It was like, that was when it jumped the shark. But WWE specifically, Kathy, did something... Very egregious, in my opinion, and obviously they felt like their hand was forced in it. Uh, but when Vince McMahon blew up in a limo, wrestling jumped the shark. Especially given the fact that the very next week he was back on TV because of the whole Chris Benoit thing, talking about, well, you know, that was a storyline and this is real life and blah, blah, blah. And I know it was horrible timing and he didn't have a lot of control over the way it all went down. Uh, but the bottom line is, they blew up their boss. And if they ever planned on having him on TV again, they were going to have to come up with some nonsense excuse to get him back. And that's what it was going to be. It was going to be nonsense. And for me, Ray, that is when WWE jumped the shark forever. That is such a good one. Um, Thank you. Okay. So, for me... Hardcore matches are okay. That to me, that is jumping the shark. It is any hardcore match. Yeah. So, and I need to clear. I need to to be. I guess I'll be perfectly honest here. Like, I, and if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that this is my stance on this. That I don't need any of it. I really. I just. I just really don't. Um. That's where I am. I, by the way, yeah, I don't. I don't really need really need any of it. There is a difference between there is a difference between telling a story that features compelling characters and high emotions and stakes and butchery, and to me, hardcore matches. Once you start, once you start going from you know. Ma- Maybe somebody's blading in the ring, and that I get. But there's a difference between busting someone's head open on a turnbuckle and saying, I'm going to wrap this baseball bat in barbed wire and beat them with it. I don't need that second mm-hmm. one. I just, I really don't. Um, Pizza cutter. That's the new one everyone's yes. talking about all the time. Uh, oh, yeah, that's that's great. That's that's great. Just don't I, don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. Um, um, wrestling was fine for many, many years without them, and I can't look when you, especially in retrospect. You know, you go back and you look at some of the things that Savage did, or that Hogan did, or that Piper did. You, know, you look at it and you go, okay, realistically, no, in a in a non-scripted athletic competition, they would not be able to to perform that maneuver. That being said, 
you can suspend your disbelief and then believe that it is an athletic competition, which is what you should be doing. I can't, you, you can't do that. You can't do that if you are trying to, you know, if you're trying to take, if you're trying to literally take someone's head off, you can't do that. Um, I'll, I'll give you two I more quick ones. Mm-hmm. Two more quick ones. Um, killing Abdullah the Butcher at Halloween Havoc. Um, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah. But that was definitely a, yeah, moment. It's just a, because, you know, the thing is, okay, I can suspend disbelief, but no one is going to let you actually kill this person. Like, at this point, I yeah. know something is amiss. And then the last one is probably the most humorous of the three. Um, I don't care how good at wrestling Triple H and Shawn Michaels are supposed to be. They can't beat the entire Spirit Squad, and you need... Oh, that isn't what I thought you were going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> but, like, there's a couple I could have gone with. Um, but you can't... There comes a point, and I, I, I used to say this with my nephew, because he was really into karate. And, um, a karate kid, if you will. He was a karate kid, if you will. Um, you know, he, I used to hear about how good he was, and he was, he was very good at it. But I would say, I don't care how good you are at karate, like, I am significantly bigger than you. And there's going to, like, you might be able to, like, get one or two martial arts maneuvers on me, but I, if you, if you were to fight me, I'm going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens with numbers. Like, I don't care how good you are at fighting. Like, six on two is not one that you're getting out of. Not when, not when theoretically the spirit squad should not just be dudes off the street. Like, they were, yeah. they were promoted as wrestlers. Like, this isn't, this isn't, you know, this isn't two trained fighters feeding, fighting six barflies. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't it kind of feel like they were trying to get the win back against the uh, the Marines in Syracuse in a way? <laughs> a little know? bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Derek. And by the way, Ray, I would be real careful talking about um, hardcore wrestling too much because uh, Kathy's a politician. You know, she's texting Nick Gage right now to tell him everything that we're saying. So you got to be real careful. Stop! <laughs> you got to my butt. Uh, we're gonna. I'm just fine. We're gonna bring on Derek though. Uh, Derek McDonald. <laughs> you know, Kathy is a politician now. Oh, please, with the she, music. She is elected. Well, she's I gonna be so say, sorry if she told me. I just want to <laughs> say, if she does have like uh, uh, a phone, you know, Nick Gage's phone number, you let him know that Derek, I'm riding with Matt Cardona, the LI guy. That's all I'm riding with in that feud, so you just let me get <laughs> That guy's nuts, man. I would never say anything about him. Uh, <laughs> nor would I ever want to feud with him. Uh, <laughs> I know, poor Zach Ryan. Really. We're, um, 
tonight we're we're talking about well we're talking about a bunch of stuff but the the topic that just kind of came up is uh when did wrestling jump the shark for you and, and I'll let you think about it for a minute uh, Ray when you're talking about Shawn Michaels and Triple H I thought for sure you were going to say when they went onto the ring to visit the Midget Land that's what I thought you were going to say. There's a couple I could have gone with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or when they dump feces on people. Oh, dump the shark. For me, Derek, I was saying the jump the shark moment was when Vince McMahon got in that limo and it exploded. And then, Ooh. you know, obviously the Chris Benoit hat thing happened and they had to back off of it. But they weren't really killing off Vince McMahon. They were going to find a way to bring him back somehow. So the fact that they would do that after blowing him up in a limo, that was a jump the shark moment for me. Uh, was, that was something they can never go back on. I was going to say when Austin shook Vince's hand at WrestleMania, but even then it wasn't It wasn't really that bad. I mean, it was bad after that, but... They recovered somewhat. You know what? That, that yeah. DX reunion, everything about that DX reunion was terrible. Everything about it. It was just a it was just a <laughs> cash grab just to sell T shirts. And if you look at it in the process, like they buried, for lack of a better term, a lot of talented people. <laughs> a lot of a lot of you know, I mean Chris Jericho and Big Show, they were a great tag team and then DX comes yeah. back beats them and that's the, the Jericho. Yeah, the spirit squad. The, the spirit squad, you know, like Ray said, you know. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, yeah, uh, they yeah, actually. It was bad. Yeah, there was um there was an article this week. Uh, um, Trevor Murdoch, who I know Granny's real close with him. Uh, Tori, I see you waiting one second. And I'm going to get you on. Um, so, so Trevor Murdoch apparently Triple H, uh, he he went up to uh, Kate and Murdoch, and they were legitimate. You know, they they were shooters. They were couple scary dudes, and he told them that he wanted them to be ready in case the outlaws came to attack him and Sean. Because if you remember at the time, back in 2006, they were doing the whole Voodoo Kin Mafia thing, and they DKM, and they're showing up at WWE, and they're going to hot. They're doing all the DX invasion stuff, but, like, it was just a really bad rerun of what they had already done, you know? And uh, I guess Triple H legitimately felt terrified that they were going to come after him. And that, you know, rest in peace, Lance K, but he was a big, scary dude, too. He was, so I, yeah. I can see, I see, see Triple H going, yeah, let, let's let these big uh, corn-fed country boys handle the outlaws if they show up and they're trying to cross some trouble. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I just thought it was so funny. I did. Yeah, uh, let's go to Murdoch. Murdoch boy. He's, he's a scary boy. Murdoch? Yeah. Uh, I never miss him. I, I, yeah. Me neither. He no-showed us, and I never even bothered to complain. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Tora? Penny. All right. Oh, oh. You know, I think she's dead. And then I hear, like, this faint voice at the bottom of a well now and let me know that she's alive. Tora, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, honey? Oh, good. What's going on? There's karaoke music going on. Oh, yeah. There's karaoke music. Okay, well, that's great. You're at karaoke night. Yeah, that's exactly what you should hear on when you're calling your radio show. 
See, y'all guys gotta come down here and have a good time. Mm-mm. Oh, I want yeah. to. Well, well, Derek, just hop in the yes. car and pick Take me up on the way to St. Yeah. Louis. Take a, take a vacation Take and, and go from there, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe me, we all will have a good time. All right. Oh, what yeah. kind of stuff will we do besides karaoke? Uh, you can eat dinner. You can. I can eat dinner here. I can eat dinner mm-hmm. here, unless you mean you. You being scrumptious? You being scrumptious, honey? Oh, that's close. Oh my gosh, Brady, you that was not you the bad. I expected. You bad, Brady. I can eat dinner. I, I got to tell you, Tora, I had dinner tonight. I had dinner tonight, and I didn't have to pay a dime to leave the house. What have you been last week? Yeah. Uh, It was the craziest thing. It was the craziest thing. Wait, Mm -hmm. you're talking to Derek, not me, right? You're talking to Derek. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Okay. Okay. So it was the craziest thing, right? So I um, I I found like a like a time machine, right? So I got transported back to 1990, and I was trying so hard to get back, I just couldn't make it back in time. Uh, but I was there, like, in the front row when Earthquake came in and just kept sitting on the Ultimate Warrior. It was the craziest thing. And then he ate the time machine, and I had to wait three days for him to pass it. Uh-huh. So that was, that's why it took me so long to get back. Yeah. So I see that you I saw my pictures. No. I, I see well, that I have, you saw I my pictures. I had my phone with me, I, so I could see them. Five uh-huh. Years. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tori. This is fun. Everything is really going great. I mean, she sure. do. Wait, yeah. did you say everything isn't going great or everything is? Everything is. Is, okay. Yeah, I thought you said it was. Yeah. Um, it's it's it okay. It's bubble machines, like the And the bubbles coming out of, like, the pipe organ. That's what it sounds like back there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get the chimpanzee banging the... You know? Oh my gosh! All right, boy, this is fun. We got we got a lot of singers here. You got a lot of fingers. fingers. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you said fingers. Yes. I was gonna say there's at least nine fingers on every person there. No, it's about one hundred people. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. All right, Tor. Well, I'll let you get back to the action, but it was great to talk to you. I missed you. I miss you too. And last week I just had some stuff going on, just some personal stuff. Okay. Take okay. Care. Take care. Hi. Hi. All right. All right. So nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the uh, the number to call in tonight. Yeah. So. I don't. What about you, Stro? Any uh, jump the shark moments come to mind? Had a little too silly. I got another one offhand. 
Actually, I got two, actually. Really good ones. I, I don't know. I mean, I know there's been a few instances like this over the years, but it's just whenever they try to pull off. Now, I'm not saying anybody with any athletic ability or athletic mm-hmm. background because that's pretty more believable than what I'm about to say, but anybody <laughs> that would, uh, I don't know, with the exception of maybe Kaufman and Lawler, which was uh, pretty, uh, it was a stroke of genius at the time, honestly. Um, but uh, anybody to put in the ring with a professionally trained athlete that has no athleticism about them whatsoever yeah. or charisma or personality. Like Pat uh, McAfee. It just, I'll do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, I hate that. Guy. It just, it just, it's not, you know, you, you can't, you even can't be entertained by it. It's like, you know, come on, really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's just me. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. And that's true. I mean, that definitely, like, as an expert, you know, as somebody who really is, like, immersed in all this, uh, that makes sense that that's something you would look at because uh, that's the kind of thing that just kind of destroys the illusion a little bit, you know, and that's a shame. Uh, For me, I was thinking also, like, a couple honorable mentions. Uh, I remember when the Ultimate Warrior went to WCW and Hulk Hogan saw him in the mirror and turned around and the warrior wasn't there. Because he could manifest wonder? himself in the mirror. Yes. What's that? Right. And he was like, did you yeah. see him? He was there, brother. Did you see him? <laughs> yeah. And, he, and, then he, and then everyone would leave and he'd be there again. <laughs> it was so stupid. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got more. Uh, I remember when Norman Smiley and Terry Funk were having a hardcore match and uh, they just started pelting each other with loaves of bread. And Terry and Funk sold that like he was getting hit with a chainsaw. <laughs> Is that, when the horse, is that when the horse kicked Terry Funk and he's like, you goddamn horse? Is that the same match? I think so, yeah. <laughs> they did that Satchel angle you talked about earlier last night on Raw with uh, Lily and uh, Shayna. Yeah. Same yeah. angle. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, oh, that, was, that was the genesis of all this because, like, a lot of people were saying that uh, mm-hmm. Lily becoming the most feared female on the women's roster uh, that's a jump the shark moment for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and I think it was bad. I told you. I don't, I don't think. I told. Yeah. What were you about to, I Go told ahead. you years ago. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going to ruin all this goodwill these women have built up. And what has <laughs> happened? Well, I don't think it's her well, necessarily, though. I think it's their, their what's writing. Happened, what's happened is through the bad writing, Alexa Bliss has ruined all of the goodwill. <laughs> like. There's never going to be another women's evolution at this point. They can kiss them goodbye. <laughs> never again. As I play the horn, bad timing. Oh, we're going to be, I, we're going to be yeah, back to Tori Wilson in like a year. Is it? Uh, you really believe that? I mean, you're still thinking TNA's dead, you know? TNA I mean, is dead. You're going to declare victory. <laughs> yeah, it's over. I won. Yeah, we won. You've been saying that for 12 years. Uh, yeah, what, channel, what, channel, I, what channel does it come on, Brady? It's on my DVR. I don't know what channel it is. I can DVR tell you. channel. It's on DVR Actually, channel. No. The DVR it channel. It is a... Uh, wasn't it on the TV Guide channel at one point? It was, yeah. It is on... I'm bringing up the DVR on my phone. It doesn't say. Access. You're that was right. It was Access. It's on the Access? Wow. A- AXS. 
Yeah. Yes, but I'm not a spell, buddy. How dare you? <laughs> well, you would think it would be like a a c c e s s. I don't know, but anyway, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I have a question, I and I wasn't, so, I wasn't here last week to yeah, ask yeah, yeah. For as bad as WWE is, right, and it's it's bad, I mean, other than, like, Roman Reigns and a few other things, it's terrible to watch. If you're in New Japan and they have this whole, you know, they're discussing having to deal with WWE, is it worth being exclusive partners with them just to get some exposure to all the, the fans that WWE had and just be on Peacock and this and that? Is it worth it? Like, do you look past all the silliness and go, well, we'll just bite the bullet on this and just expose ourselves to a big audience. I mean, I think it's worth it. But here's my thing. Um, everything I was reading said it was really just WWE wants to accommodate the guys that want to go to Japan and work. Yeah. And like, there's, can, yeah. there's no plan of bringing New Japan guys to Raw. All right, so if they – and I saw it was like NXT. It was like surrounded by NXT, too. So do that you think – might have been them, yeah. Do you think it's better to have your guys on NXT and, you know, takeovers on Peacocks as opposed to them being on Dynamite and pay-per-view with them? Because they really haven't sent anybody worth – I don't want to say worth a damn, but <laughs> worth a damn to, to AEW at this point. No, I mean, no, they haven't. And AEW hasn't really made a grand investment either. It's uh, It's been a lot of, like, dipping the toes. You know, the guys that they're kind of – interchanging, we're interchanging anyway. You know, like Moxley mm -hmm. has the U.S. title there. Or, or inter, I guess it's the U.S. title, right? He, that's what he has there. It's yeah, um, yeah. it's not like a stretch. I mean, he just hasn't been defending it because of the pandemic. It's not like uh, he was barred from going back or anything like that. Vance yeah. Archer, he's yeah. on both rosters. I mean, the Good Brothers are on both rosters now, I understand. You know, I mean, it's uh, it is what it is. They, uh, for WWE, I think I, I mean I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I said for a long time, and I know Matt Grimm agrees with me that um, when you have three different brands, which is essentially what WWE has now, um, that's there's no excuse to having all three brands have the same kind of corny presentation. You know, you could have NXT be the serious wrestling brand, Raw be the show for kids. And uh, and SmackDown be something a little more maybe with attitude. And I know there would be certain guys that would clamor for one show or another, but I think it would kind of work out, you know. And they'd yeah. be reaching out to all these different audiences, kind of like they did when NXT used to really be NXT. Yeah. And they were courting all those indie fans. I, yeah. I think it's a mistake. I wonder if that's why they want the New Japan NXT thing, to where you can get some of those people back. So Probably. if you think about if you think about it, you can offer hey New Japan, we can give you Shinsuke Nakamura, we can give you Finn Balor, these guys that we took from you. You can have these guys back when you want and they can have great matches. And I think guys like that probably hold a little bit more weight than AEW going, you know, we'll send you Moxley, you know, we'll send you well Jericho. You know, I, I would yeah. think the Shinsuke's and the Finns would hold a little bit more weight. But I don't know, wrestling is such a like they signed, like, uh, Leo Rush. He was a New Japan guy, and he shows up on AEW. Mm -hmm. And then, like, an hour ago, he tweets he's retiring because he got hurt at the AEW pay-per-view. Oh, I didn't hear that. So it's like, yeah, he said he, he got hurt in the Battle Royal. He has to retire. 
Okay. And that that was a guy. He'll be back. Kinda, yeah, right. Because didn't he retire last year, too? Uh, yeah. Um, I think he did, yeah. Because he's been yeah, making he's music. That, yeah. He bridges the gap a little bit, but... I don't know, yeah. and, and you know, you get the you people. Why would they want to work with WWE? Well, if you're trying to make an American expansion, why would you not want to do business with the biggest company in America? Although they come with their warts, you know, you gotta you gotta kind of get the deal that's best for you. I wonder if like what's happening isn't going to ultimately lead to like kind of the end of like exclusive promotions as we know it eventually. You know, where. There's just a bunch of freelancers and competing for dates. I could see something like that down the line. Yeah, once once it came out that WWE was willing to work with anybody, I think that kind of moved yeah. the doors off of all that. Mm-hmm. And so. again, you know, is this another step? I mean, the, the big buzz last week with all those releases, and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. buy it, uh, is that WWE is looking to sell. So if mm-hmm. WWE is looking to sell, again, <laughs> makes themselves more cost-efficient. Although, again, mm-hmm. I don't see releasing a couple million dollars when, uh, you, when you're making billions of dollars in contracts. To me, that doesn't really constitute streamlining. I, I just think that they just were stale with some of these wrestlers and they're no longer worried about what AEW is going to do with them. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. They realize yeah. that they don't need a bloated roster creatively, and they're starting yeah. to work on that. Um, but yeah, but I mean, if, if you are positioning to sell, right? So you make a bunch of releases, and you show that you can play well with others. Yeah, and I mean, not not for nothing. And I, as my grandfather would say, I hate watching his pockets. But the fact that Braun Williams, Braun Strowman was making over a million dollars a year for what he was giving to the product, it was like ooh. I, I could see yeah. why you'd want to get from underneath that contract because you're not getting back in return what you're paying them, at least not with him. And that's their doing now, are you he's in, worth that money. Yeah. Now, are you in agreement with us? And we all pretty much decided that uh, the move for Braun is to go to Japan, not to go to AEW. Yes. yes. Go there, be the big, scary monster, have people run from you when you walk through the crowd. Yes, that's, that's yeah. perfect for him. He, he'd be like Prince Albert, only bigger. Yeah, and then at that point, you can come back here and name your price. Sure. Sure, and and at that point, you might even get AEW into a bidding war with WWE. Yeah, and I was That's listening. That's what I was, I was I think it was Conan. It was somebody was saying at some point, AEW is going to have to stop bringing in WWE guys. I don't know what's going to happen because I'm, I'm pretty sure I think Aleister Black might end up there. Um unless he goes back to WWE the way he's been talking. But um, at some point, and I guess Vince is thinking this too, they can't sign everybody we let go. There's just not enough room. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, right. they're not growing that much. So, I, yeah, you know, I think like Randy Orton used AEW to get a bigger contract. I think some guys are going to start using yeah. him to get a bit. And that's, I'm fine with that. Do you think they'll start cutting some of these older WWE wrestlers that they signed because that was all they could get? Like Mark Henry, mm. Big Show, Christian. Like, do they really need these guys if they can get Aleister Black and Andrade and uh, Ruby Riot? Like, God, bolster your women's division. Just add Ruby Riot, like right there. Yeah, I mean, Mark Henry was on TV saying he he has a lot left in the tank, and I was thinking, come on, don't. 
I don't want to see yeah. Jimmy wrestle in 2021. I love him to death, but I don't need to see him. That was wearing the pink right jacket there. 10 years ago. Yeah, right, when he went to fake retirement. So, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. And that was believable. It's, uh, I just And I, I want to root for AEW because competition is good for everybody, but you can't sign – when you sign everybody who leaves WWE, but then you go, we're not WWE cast off. Well, that's what you're looking like at some point. You, you, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I mean, I was thinking about this, how, like, in the early 90s, WWE decided they wanted to move in a newer, younger direction, right? And that was the end of, like, Savage and Hogan and all those guys. They all ended up going to WCW. And it was, like, at the time, a lot of people thought it was a mistake because they still had something left in the tank, a lot of those guys. Uh, and, obviously, they did because a lot of them lasted for another six, seven, eight years. Um, but... When you look at the guys today, that they decided are too old. Mm-hmm. That they decided, like, even if you stick around, like, we don't got a lot for you. Guys like Mark Henry and Christian. And I think to a certain extent, The Undertaker, although I'm sure they would have kept him going as long as he was willing to. Um, yeah. To me, it's like a whole different animal. You know, now you're talking about guys in their 50s, not in their 30s. And... They are too old now. Yeah. Certainly too old to be like significant attractions for you. Outside right. of like a face to trot out there. And in AEW, they got a lot of coaches. They don't got a lot of students, but they got a lot of coaches. And uh, they got a lot of analysts. This is what Ray was saying earlier. Like, there's no. Yeah. Who are they bringing up? Go ahead. Well, I, I, I actually did not mean I thought you were finishing. I did not mean to cut you off like that. Um, no, you're fine. I've been talking for like 20 minutes. So, <laughs> um, to me, I mean, you guys are right that like I mean, Derek said Derek said it. He he hit it right on the head when he said, you know, you, you can say we're not the, we're not the WWE cast off. There comes a point where you go, yeah, I mean this. That's a cool message, but you're all WWE cast off, so I gotta, I gotta call you what you are. To me, this speaks to the same problem that TNA had, that Ring of Honor had, and that now AEW has, and it's all the same people. It's all the same sphere, making the same mistake. They don't know how to evaluate talent, and they don't know how to evaluate their own needs. And the solution is, like, rather than rather than saying, okay, WWE just released these guys, these six guys, you know, okay, you know, one of them has some value to us. Let's see if we can sign up. Okay, WWE released these seven guys. None of these guys really have any value to us. Let's not pursue them. Instead of doing that, the default, and this has always been the default, because these are the same damn people from the same damn sphere making the same damn mistakes. Damn. The default, that, 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 that's absolutely right, Ron. <laughs> the mistake has always been well let's Sorry. <laughs> well let's sign Sorry. everybody 
yeah. and then see what happens. And that's not how it works. That's not how literally no other organization on earth functions that way. Why do you think you're going to function that way? Maybe they think that AEW will buy up their entire bloated roster, and then they'll be more more efficient, and AEW will be bloated. <laughs> well, they're getting there. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's to the point now where so the most exciting thing about AEW is who they're going to sign next on the release guy. When they signed Christian, I know. remember Christian was the biggest signing ever, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's he's just the guy now. And now it's Mark Yeah. And, and now it's like, let's bring... He wasn't oh, even the biggest signing that month. Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, Andra- I, Andrade, I like Andrade. I think Andrade has I a lot of charisma. I think, he, I think he could be a star. He came out on Friday, and he was just another guy. Got quick. It was... It's yeah, like I know. It's a, a shame. No, and it's like, It'll be like Rusev before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. He I, and I feel bad for him because here's a guy, um, he did everything he could in Mexico. He mm-hmm. did a lot in Japan. He could have done so much more in WWE if given the opportunity. Um, but there really is nowhere to go once you get released from WWE, in my opinion. I don't see Andrade doing a whole lot of anything in AEW, and that's a change. And, because he and could have really been something. And if you listen to his interview, like when he first got released, he did an interview. He goes, you know, I want to do what Drew McIntyre did. I want to leave. I want to prove myself. I want to come back. I still want to be WWE champion. And I think he'll end back he might. up there. Cause it, yeah. yeah. I think his fiance is there. You know, he's flares there, whatever. But yeah. it, it's sad that he, he's probably going to have to go somewhere, not get used right. And then it's going to look like he came crawling back to Vince, where Drew McIntyre went out. He wrestled everywhere became a star, yeah. and now look at him. Why do you think no one ever goes, I want to do what Jinder Mahal did? <laughs> what do you, what do you <laughs> imply? What, he did. what do you imply? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have gotten He actually laid the yeah. blueprint. <laughs> uh, let's go to, uh, we got Steve waiting in the wing. What's going on, Steve? How you doing, brother? Steve is a huge oh, officer black man, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah, I saw he, uh, he went on Renee's podcast. I didn't watch it yet, so I listened to it, but I saw some comments he made on there about who he wants to work with. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, he said he wanted to be in an alliance with, um, did you guys hear about this? The Facebook comment was hilarious. I, I actually copied it. But he wanted to be in a group with, uh, who was it, Bray Wyatt, The Undertaker, Finn Balor. And Finn Balor. Really? Yeah. And then yeah. and then some fan wrote, and with WWE 2K21, you now can. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's not right. That's not right. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. You know, you're, you're picking three of the biggest stars in the company and say, I want to be in a group with them. I mean, obviously, that's going to help you, but what are they getting out of it? Yeah. I mean, Finn Balor, what's next for Finn Balor? I mean, right now, he's in NXT, and he's lost the cross twice, so yeah, I think a faction for Balor would be pretty cool. I think he's on his way back up, I think. 
Yeah, I was going to say, they, they announced that the draft, I guess, is going to be the end of August and early That's September, true, yeah, like August draft. 31st. So I, and I think that came out around the same time that they said, that Finn Balor said he wanted to, he's done all he can in NXT. I think he helped them, and I think they helped him kind of rediscover himself. Um, yeah. You just worry, because, like, when he goes back up and if he gets lost in the shuffle again, that'll be it for him, I think. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of redemptions left. You know, which is a shame because I, I always kind of thought he was on the right track the second they brought him up. Uh, he beat Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. they put him in that universe. But ever since he hurt his shoulder in that match, it, things That's have not it. been the same for him. Yeah. Yep. Even in NXT, he had like incredible trajectory. Um, so it's a shame. And then you look at like Aleister Black, right? And like. Um, I think this guy had a lot of potential. I, I wasn't the biggest Aleister Black fan in the world, but I recognize that he was different, that there certainly is a, a segment of fans who could really get behind this guy because he's different, because he's kind of cool and like he does. And the, some of the creative stuff he did lay out was really good. Like, I don't know if you guys read this, but he was talking about, like, um, his plan with these promos and stuff. I mean, originally, yeah. if you remember, he was kind of going after Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. So the idea was go after Buddy Murphy, take him down. Go after Seth Rollins because he made Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. Take Seth Rollins down. And then you go after the man that made all of WWE, the father in his promos, which is Vince McMahon. Now, again, it's a grandiose idea. I mean, it's kind of like teaming with The Undertaker. Like, you're going to go after a 75-year-old man who was, like, <laughs> the most hated guy in the company 25 years ago? I don't know. I like the uh, Easter eggs he mentioned with the lighting in his promo. That was pretty neat. I didn't pick up on that. What was that? I don't remember that. He, I think on his Twitch stream, mentioned that his uh, his promos where he was in the chair and in the dark room, there was like lighting behind him that would represent who he was facing next, who his next opponent was. Okay. It's pretty interesting. That is interesting. I, like the, uh, I don't remember that. I like the Easter eggs that Black and Wyatt would put into their vignettes. Wyatt had a lot of them, I know. I, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he's a prime example of, I don't know if it's Vince getting old, but if you listen to him talk about Vince, he talks about Vince glowingly. He goes, Vince always protected me, loved my ideas. Blah, 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 yeah. this and that. And it reminds me of what the Revival said on their way out the door, whereas Vince apologized to them because Vince said, you know, I'm sorry, the system is messed up. So where yeah. you, hear, you hear Steve Austin go, if you want to talk to Vince, just go up to Vince and tell him you have an idea. I guess you can't yeah. do that nowadays. It has to go through this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy before it gets to Vince. And if it gets broken is, is down, it you can? Between, like, is it you can say, or is it that people don't want to anymore? That, that's the thing. Because Na- Nakamura yeah. said he's been there. How long has Nakamura been there? And I saw an interview he did with Renee Young, and he goes, I still haven't built yeah. a relationship with Vince McMahon yet. Right, yeah. I heard Cesaro say something very similar, you know, like Vince talks about there being a disconnect with me because of my accent, and it's like the truth is we don't really have a connection as it is. Yeah. And, it's, like, it's... look back in the day, go back to, like, the 80s and the 90s, you know, um, how many iconic pictures have there been of these legends mm-hmm. walking with Vince McMahon, you know? 
Uh, Roddy yeah. Piper, Andre Hogan. I mean, in the 90s, Shawn Michaels, The Click, Bret Hart. Like Nobody was afraid to go up. And I know it's different now. It's a much bigger thing. And, and there probably is like an aspect of like political... Um, I want to say like political correct. Yeah, it's not like... Yeah, it, it, politically correct isn't the right... Yeah, definitely hierarchy because like um, whether or not you can talk to Vince and you might be able to, I'm sure they discourage you from doing it. You know, and there probably is like a little bit like, oh, you went over my head and went and talked to him. Kind of yeah. going on. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I would love to get I, somebody I saw... from that locker room today and ask them. In fact, hopefully we'll be able to soon. And just, yeah, and just ask, because like, you'll listen to Steve Austin and they go, well, how'd you go from being the ringmaster to Steve Austin? He goes, I just walked up to Vince one day backstage and goes, hey, I'm not the ringmaster. Let me be myself. And he said, Vince was like, yeah. okay, I'm not sure you can do that nowadays. Yeah. Same thing with Foley. Like, he, he, he just said that in his documentary. Like, you know, he went up to Vince and said, like, you know, I want to do more. Oh, I got a, a question for Derek. Real quick, real quick. The classic story with yeah. Shawn Michaels, you know, he's a floundering mid-carder. Just broke up with mm-hmm. the tag, you know, just broke off the tag team, and they, you know, intercontinental belt on and off, couldn't figure out what to do with him, and uh, he goes up to Vince and uh, he just says uh, four words: "What should I do? Or what do I? I'm sorry, five words. What do I need to? Six words. What do I need to? Do? Is all he asked him. And Vince just looked him straight in the eye and said, "You just did." And after that, it was different. That's what he said. That's what they both yeah. said. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Uh, Derek, did you see any of that Showtime boxing event recently with uh, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather doing that exhibition? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did. I didn't pay for it, but I saw it, yeah. Same. Um, you think Logan was carried? There were some points where it looked like if Floyd wanted to like finish him, he could, and he didn't, and he kind of like held back a little bit because at one point Logan was he was sucking so much wind I'm surprised anybody else in the building was able to breathe he was exhausted at one point is this uh, Sammy yeah. Dean's friend that guy from Wrestlemania yes yeah yeah both Floyd and, and he, Logan did and he, and he went with a real fighter he went Floyd Mayer. yeah I didn't hear yeah, about that yeah. wow yeah, I've been fact, watching a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, the, the, the one that they show fought. Yeah, after the fight, <laughs> after the after the fight, Sammy Sammy Zayn was like, "Congratulations to my friend who lasted eight rounds with the greatest boxer in the world." And he goes, "I'm sure you found the energy from being around me, so you're welcome." And I was like, "Good on you, Sammy. Get your face off there." By the way, I really wanted to get a Sammy for Syria shirt, and I missed the deadline on that. But they looked amazing with him dancing. Me too. Yeah, yeah that really was good. Now, I wonder, like, if you look at SmackDown, right, it seems like everybody on that yeah. show or most of the guys on that show, they're doing what they want to do. I wonder if Vince just lets them do what they want on SmackDown. Maybe. Because you, like, you got the Sammy character. Yeah. Roman Reigns is completely different than anything else in the more, show they have. Maybe it's more guys they have faith in. That's true, yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, like Kevin Owens. Raw is more yeah. like the women that they have faith in, but SmackDown is all the the dudes that have pretty much established themselves. You know, on, on Raw, really, it's only like 
McIntyre and Lashley and I guess Miz. I can't think of anybody else offhand that uh, they have a tremendous I mean, amount of faith in, I wouldn't think. I mean, you'll hear New Day say, you know, Vince trusts us, but that's yeah. probably because he get it's probably because he gave them a lot of crap and they made it good years ago. He goes, all right, I can trust you. Mm-hmm. That has to be. Not good. only that, but he knows that they're always going to play it safe. They're not doing stuff that like, like it's easy to trust someone's judgment if they're not taking a lot of risks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Big E was always the more risque of them. He was always the one that was kind of. Throwing in the sexual stuff and taking chances. <laughs> that, that's true. Cole, yeah, Kofi <laughs> knows how to keep a paycheck. Yeah, but I um, but it's funny because like I just say that about Big E, but then by the same token, guys, like I just read a report that Vince McMahon is a huge Big E fan, and as long as mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is running the company, Big E is always going to have something to do. And okay. I think is this a new thing because he didn't always have something to do. I'm about to say, yeah, for a while he was just a guy. He was, yeah. And I like it's, him, I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm close with Xavier, but I always thought that Big E had the most potential out of the three of them. Oh, me too. I think there's money in yeah. Roman if they go to Yeah. There's so much money in him yeah. and Roman if they decide to pull that off and then they pull it off correctly. Yep. Yeah. But then if, like, Vince does it, he probably turns into, like, Brother Devon. So you got to be careful. I wish, I wish that I wish that Alistair Black Big E program could have happened. I wish it didn't get axed, but, you know. Yeah, that is so happened. weird. He, he, the guy was on TV, and then two weeks later, you fired him. That is so... Yeah. That's so weird to me. It just shows... How little, you know? And without him doing anything. Like, it's not like he failed a drug test or he got in trouble. He did nothing wrong. Nothing. He just... You, not I, a I huge contract. Picked, I could, I, I, I could, I'm I could, aware of. Yeah. I, what? Oh, like, you know, like the Brian contract thing. Like, I figured it wasn't that either. But, uh, continue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. I mean, I... I like, I look at, like, like the Aleister Black thing. And, again, I wasn't the biggest Aleister Black fan. But to me, if you spend time and you invest in somebody, um, I, you could have fired them at any point over the last six months when they weren't using them, and nobody would have batted an eyelash. But you're investing time in them, and you you're obviously have some sort of a plan with them. Um, yeah. I could have easily rattled off just looking at the roster on Wikipedia like we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, I could have found easily 10 names that they could have gotten rid of and you wouldn't miss a beat because they're not doing anything anyway easy he said why would you cut somebody had, that's actually yeah he said they had just made him new music like two weeks ago it was obviously right. a thing I don't new know. merch yeah yeah and merch everything and, it's yeah I wonder if and, it, and if it was a money yeah go ahead Brady go ahead and like I'm sorry, and if it was a money thing, again, it comes back to it for me. Everybody says it's a money thing. Well, you're saving a couple million dollars, but you're still making billions in all these contracts. Mm-hmm. So are you really saving about, money? Yeah. And you're about to make more money because you're going back on the road. That means more house show money. You're about to do SummerSlam in Vegas at the Raiders Stadium. That's more money you're going to be doing. Stocks are going to go up? Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting do back you, I don't know. I got a question after I got to Derek. 
Brady, do you think WWE is in the preliminary stages of selling at some point? Not right away, but at some point. I don't think so. Now, everyone keeps saying that. Yeah, Eric Bischoff, like, I, you know, kind of shot that down. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard, I didn't hear what Eric said. But, I mean, just to look at it from my own perspective, you've got a family business that you built from the ground up. Uh, Vince McMahon, I don't think that him or his kids want to be out of it anytime soon. Um, I mean, I guess Shane has proven that he can do other stuff. Uh, I, I think that Stephanie probably, WWE might even mean more to Stephanie than it does to Vince at this point. Uh, I mm-hmm. can't imagine that they would just drop it. I, unless, unless just because of Vince's age and they want to get like a, like a structure in place and maybe like, maybe like, yeah, we sell it to NBC, but Stephanie is like in charge. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, 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 and they're not like sentimental. Like a lot of places, like a lot of like companies would be. Like I don't know that they necessarily look at it as anything more than a business. So maybe, but then I start to worry. You know, are we going to get into a situation like we did with like Time Warner, AOL? You know, or WCW could still be around had Ted Turner retained his uh, his titles. Yeah. But it's impossible to do that in the world of mergers and, and you know, it, it's just, it's impossible I mean, to keep that. I guess you could yeah, do the a, AOL you could deal do, pretty much shot that down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you could do a deal where you go, look, you know, I'm going to sell the company because Vince, I think everybody can see he's getting up there in age now. He's kind of getting kind of frail. I, you sell it to whoever's going to buy it. You put in a contract, Steph, Triple H, and Shane have to stay with the company because they know how to run the business. Yeah. And you just have, and you do it that way. I, I, it's just, I don't know, it's so weird. But like you said, like I said, it is he's getting older. If he's getting older, yeah. maybe he just goes, you know, let me make this last billion dollars and I can leave it to the kids and I can ride off into the sunset. And, and I don't want to conjecture, but I don't think Vince looks good. <laughs> I don't, like, he every doesn't. time I see him in something, um, I think... This is not going to be something where we find out that Vince is sick and in three years he's gone. I think this is going to be out of the blue one day. It's just going to happen. That's what I think yeah. is going to happen. Uh, and, and hopefully not anytime soon. I, I, I'm certainly not calling for anybody to pass, but uh, that's just the way it looks to me. You know? Yeah. And, and the other... At, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, he's at that age where, like my grandfather tells me this, like you get to a certain age, usually in your mid mid to early 70s where people who were close to you start passing away and you mm-hmm. start looking at your own mortality. So if you're Vince, you know, he lost Patterson and this wrestler is passing away and that right and Fink passed away and all these people who would like in his tight-knit group, all these people are passing away. Who's to say yeah. you look in the mirror and go, you know, let me make sure the future is set for my family because who knows how much longer I have. Now, Here's the other aspect of it, and we haven't talked about it, uh, but it's not as simple as just selling it. I mean, it's a tr- it's a publicly traded company, you know. Mm-hmm. So they could they could feasibly. I, what is it? Does Vince have a fifty one? Is that is that how it works? Does anybody know? Yeah. I, I think I think it's fifty one forty nine. Vince has fifty one. I think Stephanie sold a bunch of stock recently, but I don't know if that's yeah. 
Well, she could be selling it because she's got her dad's anyway. It really doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I know that they give all their executives, you know, I, I want to say it's like uh, 51 Vince, um, maybe like five for each of like the major executives or something like that. I, I think it's something like that. But anyway, um, they could sell a lot of their stock and still – like if NBC Time Warner bought NBC Time, you know, my head's going to mush. Uh, if NBC bought, let's say forty percent, um, they could still retain a controlling interest. Yeah. You know, I and, and the numbers. I mean, I don't have them in front of me, obviously, but I'm sure you could crunch them where, you know, Vince sells a certain amount and. And you know each of their executives sell a certain amount or whatever, and uh, or or maybe Vince transfers her his to Stephanie's. She has fifty one uh, plus whatever she has, I, and I'm just throwing numbers. I I don't have the breakdown in front of me. Let's say Vince transfers to Stephanie, and now Stephanie's got sixty five. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, she could still sell thirty and have a majority interest. And now they got NBC money coming in. And because if you're NBC Universal, if I'm NBC Universal, I'm not spending a billion dollars for the network and not have some type of control over it in the near future. That's just me. That's a lot of money to spend on something you can't control eventually. So I wouldn't be surprised if NBC Universal bought it since they have that relationship with Vince going back to what? Going way back to uh, Saturday Night Main Event. So yeah. I can see Vince, and I can see Vince going. I trust them. We've been doing business with them, so here, here's my baby. Yeah, and, uh, and, that, and that's everything. That's USA. That's NBC. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like I would say them over Fox for sure. Yeah, Fox is more of a recent thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how Fox feels about this. Like if NBC buys it, oh, how does Fox pissed. feel about this? They have to be pissed. You know? they have to be pissed that they they had to be pissed that they sold them the network. <laughs> I would be. I would be too. They could have put them on Fox now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Steve. It's a big old mess. <laughs> uh, unrelated, but I did check out uh, some of Dominion recently, the New Japan show. It's pretty good. I watched the last oh, yeah. matches. Okay, yeah, I didn't see the, any uh, of Some it. of those starting matches. Yeah. Um, did you see any spoilers yet or results? Uh, I mean, I saw there was a new champion. No, I mean, I really didn't. I, I meant to read all that before we went on the air, and I just didn't. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Shingo Okada match. I, th- I thought the right guy won. Um, it's funny because Okada said the heavyweight title uh, was cursed on the previous title. Mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting what he was saying in the previous interview. It kind of reminds me of the Universal title. I like how Finn Balor got, you know, vacated. Will Ospreay got vacated. You know, Kota Ibushi lost mm-hmm. it right away. It's just interesting, like, how their heavyweight division is right now. And I think Shingo's challenging Ibushi uh, next. So, I'm really looking forward to more of their events. Oh, was there in Japan? No, I was going to say, speaking of New Japan, and this ties into what we were all just talking about, 
if you're New Japan, you got to sit and wait to see if Vince is going to sell or not, right? You have to wait and see if you guys have some type of negotiation. The smart thing to do would be let me see what happens and see how I can benefit if you happen to sell your company. Yeah, probably. And I would think. Yeah, I saw the Nick Khan rumors and Tony addressed it in an interesting way. Wouldn't it be interesting um, if um, Nick Khan yeah. and Tony Khan were the same person and no one knew? And then Nick Khan <laughs> took over both, con- both companies? <laughs> I don't like a Patrick Mason deal. <laughs> <laughs> pulls off the mask, you know. It was me all along. Pulls off his uh, skin mask. <laughs> uh, I also, we were talking about it earlier, and I can hear Ray groaning as we, uh, so I, I watched the Bret Hart documentary, because you know I'm a huge fan. Um, <laughs> Watch yourself. Watch yourself. I know. I, I got to say, and it comes up any single time I hear him talk about the Montreal Screwjob. He walks around, and I told Stro this earlier, and he looked horrified. I, I felt bad for him. Uh, <laughs> even now, he's kind of rolling his eyes. I, uh, I, I'm just playing, of course. But uh, no, like he walks around complaining that he didn't really tap out, as if he really won all of his belts from like you know, like he really made Nature Boy tap out. You know what I mean? Like he did, a bully. He did. I saw. He did it. not. He, Nature he, Boy he went along with it. I saw it. How dare you? <laughs> he works on the back until it was dead, and then he locks on the sharpshooter, and that was it. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Excellent, excellent for execution. Come on. You know his name. Come on. But, uh, the Montreal Street Job is the greatest work in the history of wrestling. Every time I see Brett, I feel so bad for him because he had one last run left in him, and the minute Goldberg kicked him in the head, that was it. Like, you imagine yeah. if he would have came back he, in, like, 02 and got to wrestle Kurt and Benoit and all these guys. Oh, my God, yeah. He would have. He would have. Mm-hmm. No doubt he would Yeah. He probably would have been part of the – he would have made that WCW invasion work, if you think about that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Because he would have been one of those in. guys. Yeah. He'd, he'd be mm-hmm. bitter for all of about 20 seconds until Vince McMahon actually called him. And then yep. he would have been okay. Just, he would have come in, and he would have led that invasion. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Let's see the WWE like tweeted about like uh, on this date, like WCW joined the alliance, and like Lance Storm pointed out, there's no WCW talent in this picture. I suppose probably that like <laughs> this came at them like this. I didn't see that, but that's funny. It was all ECW guys. It was like Stephanie, mm-hmm. Amen, and some other people. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Brett. God damn it. Every time I think, I just get sad yeah. thinking about yeah. that. Him and Kurt. Well, I, can't, I don't know. He was, he was all spinning again, though. You know, he, he he was spinning his tails in this documentary, you know. He, he talked about his stroke and, like, you know, then he's like, oh, well, you know, after the stroke, I, I started thinking and I and I called Vince McMahon. Well, no, Vince mm-hmm. McMahon called you. You said it other times. He said the phone <laughs> rang in the hospital and it was Vince. So that, that's not true. Old. You didn't forget it. You didn't. You didn't forget. You're spinning it so that you were the bigger man. Sorry, Stro. I, mean, I know you're friends with him, and that's great. I, and I, like I said, I don't have anything personal against him, but my God, like I just it. want this guy it to tell the like truth it. on the documentary. You know, Stroh, welcome to wrestling, where there's always spins and turns. Yeah, I know. Everybody's yeah. working. <laughs> yeah, some, I remember. I heard it years ago. Before we would go to the uh, convention one time, yeah, 
uh, he stopped me and said, hey, kid, let's go, let's go to this convention and see how many lies we can hear. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that I the mean, truth? look, I was watching the, the, the Grizzly Smith uh, yeah, slash no, Jake the Snake thing. And, and at one point, yeah. at one point, Jake's talking about how he was going to see you with Warrior for the world title. And in my head, I was thinking, he wasn't even yeah. world champion when you guys were seeing I think that was the Warrior episode. Yeah. yeah so, you know, these, <laughs> I guess these guys, you know, they've traveled so many times and, you know, they things can get lost in translation. But you keep talking about Brett Brady. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pick up Stro. <laughs> we're going to come to your house. We're going to kick your ass. Gonna shoot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I uh, I was watching, you know, after the Jake thing, I was looking at more Jake stuff online. I found a YouTube thing with, like, a bunch of wrestlers talking about the Warrior. And Jake was really yeah. funny. He was talking about the snake pit thing with the Warrior when he, you know, room when he got locked in the room with all the snakes. And Jake, Jake was like, oh, yeah, I, I told him. Uh, I said, brother, when you're in there, you want to drag your feet. He's like, you don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to jump around. You don't want to stamp around because you're just going to upset them and you're going to get bit. And wouldn't you know that dumbass gets in there and starts jumping up and down and he, he got bit all the road. <laughs> He's like, all he had to do was shuffle his feet. If you drag your feet, they're not going to bite you. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys ever hear the Mick Foley story about Ultimate Warrior, where they're in this cookie store? And Ultimate Warrior buys his bag of cookies, and he all he does he he opens the bag, looks inside, and sniffs, sniffs the cookies, and then really? drops the bag and walks away. Right, and wow. Mick just looks Mick just looks around. Right, picks up the cookies oh. and just starts eating. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My God, who among us has not just opened up a bag of Keeblers? And just gone. <laughs> I can remember years ago, I got the brilliant idea, and I found out this is really bad for you, so I never really did it once I found out it was bad. But I, I figured out that you could, like, chew on the food and then spit it out. And then you get the taste without actually eating it. But apparently this is very bad for you, because then all you're doing is, like, ingesting your own... You know, like your 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 stomach acids basically with nothing mm-hmm. there. Yes, you too. So I didn't know that. So yeah, uh. I had no idea. So now I think like any time I just like go to like just clear my throat or whatever, am I allowing my stomach acids to just destroy me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway. All right, Steve. Uh, I, I think uh, you have any more questions. I think we're probably going to uh, start to wind things down here. Um, not really. Just uh, looking forward to retro with uh, covering the Piper. Disco Piper. Oh, that should be great. And uh, we talking Piper Nevin. Did you? Did you? Hear All right, her? brother. Did you hear about Piper Nevin? Amen. I did, yeah. She's going to be coming up with uh, Eva, right? Isn't that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't they put Mercedes with Eva instead? Like, Mercedes that and was Eva perfect like to me. That'd be a perfect dynamic to me. That would be like another, like, like Raquel and Dakota Kai kind of thing, you know? That would yeah, have been perfect. That would have been perfect, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's the whole Sean and Diesel format, or, or AJ and Omar. Yep. Like, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe it makes Piper's, like, sense. smaller, isn't she? She's not real big. Yeah. No, and she's very, like, from everything I've seen, she's very bubbly and, like, you know, she doesn't fit that, you know, mean, aggressive bodyguard type. Like, Mercedes Martinez, she scares me. <laughs> so it she makes does. Sense to By the way, that was a total blessing that we got her on the right before she signed. Like, that was amazing. I'm oh, so yeah, glad I, like, got that, made that happen, you know? Because she signed, like, about a month after that. And she was waiting for a long time, I remember. It's like, she waited, like, a year she was. before they signed her. She was. Yeah, because she did, like, the, um, I think she might have done both May Young classics. She certainly did the one. And, and uh, she, um, yeah. she was in the AEW, uh, wasn't there? She do AEW's first pay-per-view or something like that? I think she was, like, in a battle royal or something, too. I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and and in the Indies, like, I can remember probably 11, 12 years ago when, like, the two top women wrestlers, it was, like, Mercedes on the East Coast and uh, Sarah Del Rey on the West Coast, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, now they're both uh, in the next team. Although yep, Sarah yeah. Del Rey doesn't do nearly enough. I know. I don't know how you have her on the roster and you don't have her having great matches with everybody. She's like the new Finley, though. She's the one that's teaching everybody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ray, Derek, did you guys have anything you wanted to uh, to plug before we got out of here? I don't have any hits, um, quick hits because we ran through everything. No, I'm just happy to be back. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, if any if anybody from a major company is listening, uh, sign a deal with MLW so you can get Jacob Fatu on your TV screen because he's amazing, and I want to see him on TV more. <laughs> so that's he is good. He is good. I was gonna say if anybody from uh, a TV company is listening, yeah, uh, I didn't mean any of this. As Stro would say, it's all the work. <laughs> the work, brother. I'm a good guy. Speaking of Stro. <laughs> How about the bit? How about the big man tells our audience what he's got going on this week? Oh, yeah, let's go. Like Lay it on me, brother. Don't leave a thing out. Okay. <laughs> uh, this Thursday night on WCW Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VFNH.com, uh, we'll be talking about discuss, discussing rather the career of Rowdy Roddy Piper. So uh, bring your Piper A game stories and best moments uh, this Thursday night. Should be a lot of fun. And this Friday night, midnight Eastern Standard Time, on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Maestro, will be another edition of the Stro Zone. And this Friday night's feature will be the legendary Santo, as he takes on zombies in the film Santo vs. Los Zombies. Nice. Yeah, no, that is exciting. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to In the Room this week, right here on VOC Nation, uh, vocnation.com. Uh, it was a pleasure as always, and I, I look forward to uh, you know all the great stuff happening this week on the OC Nation. So be sure to check out all the other great shows on the network. I, we did get some sad news today, Stro. Uh, Shelly Martinez, uh, Funtime Shelly, is uh, she's she's done. She's uh, she's done podcasting. 
least for now. I'm hoping at some point she'll come back. Uh, bless her yeah. heart. It really is one of my favorite programs. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that Shelly will uh, change her mind or, at, you know, at some point kind of come back. But, you know, we're working on some good replacements and stuff. Uh, you know, lots of great stuff kind of uh, in, the, in the pipe, you know, coming down the pipeline, I guess you'd say. So everybody stay tuned on that front. Don't forget to check out all the other great shows on VOC Nation. Uh, don't forget to check us out on the premium site. Just click premium when you go to VOCNation.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube. Just search VOC Nation Wrestling Network. And uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. ECWA, July 31st, the Women's Super 8. I don't have the list in front of me, but we'll, uh, we're going to try and get some of those women on in the next couple weeks. Uh, I, I love it because there's such a history there. The Women's Super 8 introducing people to talent like Tessa Blanchard, just four, four months in the business when she did the show. Uh, so uh, of the five winners, it, it, well, it's Tessa Blanchard, uh, Deanna Perrazzo won it twice, Karen Q, uh, who's with NXT now, and uh, Quinn McKay is the other one. He's uh, with Ring of Honor now. So uh, definitely a strong tradition there. So everybody be sure to check out ECWA. And uh, thank you all those who tuned in or came out to ECWA Heat Stroke. Of course, that show, or I'm sorry, future shows available on IWTV.com. The uh, Heat Stroke stream available on Facebook. Just go to ECWA Wrestling and you'll be able to find it there. Ah, uh, thank you to Kathy, to Stro, to Derek, to Ray, to Matt, all the great callers and everything. So much fun, guys. I love you all so much. Take care of yourselves. Be good to one another. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.